Hey, what's going on, everybody? It is Coach Greg Adams back in here <laughs> with another YouTube live stream. Shout out to the Coach Gang. And that's you. For being in here, being involved and being active on this YouTube channel. And it is Tuesday. Gordita. All right. It is Tuesday. Slow Tuesday. Time to bring your best Gordita's out. And ladies, you know, you guys love it. The fat chubby 10 fingers, right? I know you guys love that throttling that you get, all of that attention that you get on Tuesday. And let's shout out to our girls here. Here we go. What's the question? What's your body count? What? What's your body count? Body count? 260. I'm not going to lie. No, not your, your body count. What do you mean? How many... Oh, no, she's way more lightweight than I am. Ma'am, how many bodies have you had sex with? Oh, no, I can't count that. <laughs> oh. No, I cannot. <laughs> Let's just say it's more than the 10 fingers, okay? Ooh, oh, my goodness. You sassy girl. Naughty, naughty, naughty. All right, she's naughty and she nasty. All right, talking about, let's just say it's more than the dim fingers. All right, then we got an extra special guest today on Gordita Tuesday. All right, this beautiful woman here, check her out. Woo-wee, junior college material. All right, you can kind of tell, boy, she got a little bit, hmm. All right, she got a little stuffing for that Egg McMuffin. Uh, let's take a look here. Look at this beautiful girl. Hey, wait a minute. <laughs> Hold up for a second. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Who are you? Ah, uh, she got me again. I was hoping she didn't get me one more time. Look at that beautiful face, man. You guys got to watch out for these pictures, man. Because I thought for sure I had me one a Slimmy. But I don't have a Slimmy. I got me a... Oh, humanity. All right, man. Just like that, boy. Pictures do. Pictures do fool a ninja. It does fool a ninja, but hey, she worth. She can be a clapping. She can get the clapping on a Tuesday. We can get to get the clapping on her. All right, that is that is deception for sure. Anyway, we got a great show today. We're going to talk about uh, former President Barack Obama. This is a follow up story. Um, says that he has to work and get into the good graces of her, his husband. I mean, his wife Michelle Obama. All right, let me make sure I got that right. Did I put the right thing? Okay, yes. All right. For our president, we're gonna all he's not the former president, he's always president. President Obama is coming out saying that um Michelle Obama, we remember because I played a video and I'll go over this here. Um, I did a video reaction of her saying, I could not stand Barack Obama for about 10 freaking years. 10, 10 years, guys. And we're gonna break down what that means to you because even when you're the leader of the free world it ain't good enough and he had to shuffle and tap dance his way into the good graces of michelle obama all right and we're just going to make sure her name is michelle officially and we don't want to misgender anyone so this is michelle obama also we have the digital currency coming and there's a test group guy's gonna tell us how it was like to live with it it's on its way we got straggling sniggle theater coming up uh, a woman's gonna basically uh a bull jumps the ring and is going to uh, get get at a woman and gore her, and she's lucky to get out alive. We have, um, what else will we have here? We had a great show, hopefully about two hours, all right, so I can see the sun 
the sunset. All right. So anyway, do me a favor. Dollar sign the notorious CGA on the cash app. Venmo Coach Greg Adams TV. PayPal.me backslash Coach Greg Adams. And that's pinned to the top of the live chat on the free agent lifestyle channel. And this is according to you guys. You guys are donating to the baby mama terrorist fund. All right. Because children are a terrible thing to waste. And uh, all of these funds, this is not income. All of these funds do go to the baby mama terrorist fund. All right. And so we are using this to defend the fatherly rights of men in this community, specifically Coach Greg Adams. All right. So anyway, and we have super chat capabilities on the notorious CGA channel. New, 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 new world order. Anyway, and I'm looking for a job. All right. So haven't had a job for quite a long time. Anyway, we got a great show today, man. Let me get to there's not many earlier contributors to today's show, but what we want to do. Before we get started, we're going to give you a guy who said he lived in a municipality where they had digital currency at some particular point. And as you guys know, they said, you know, China, uh, a couple other places are going are already in a little ahead of us with uh, digital currency, social credit scores. We actually revealed to you today. No conspiracy. No, cons- new, 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 new world we're not revealing conspiracies here. We don't do this. But we revealed today that many companies are going to be challenging you in our current traditions and rewarding companies through a ESG score, a social credit score for companies, and co- companies that might not uh, might want to get additional funding have to start pushing certain narratives. We saw this with Bud Light. We saw this with Miller Light, Gillette, obviously two years ago or so, maybe three years ago. And um, you, you're going to wonder. I'm just getting you guys prepped. You're going to wonder why there's a lot of tomfoolery in the commercials, a.k.a. propaganda, all right? There's going to be tomfoolery. You're not going to understand it. Everybody's going to be making YouTube videos. And I announced this when it was put into order and set forth by our president, our good president, our current president uh, of the program of the ESG, ESG. All right. And so people were like, it's not personal credit scores, but it's even worse. It's, it's actually the corporations, the businesses and all of these things that are going to be rewarded by uh, via score. And then thus, they're going to put implement the same system on us. It's just a matter of time. All right. So anyway, we do have this young man that wants to speak up about uh, what's going to be happening to us. And uh, you better brace yourself. People think maybe about July. Uh, we don't know, man, but I don't know the exact time, but it is what it is. Let's go ahead and hear what he has to say about it. Social credit score system. If you go to China, they're piloting it uh, a few years ago in Shenzhen. So I lived overseas. If you go to Shenzhen, Back in 2017, they already had facial recognition cameras there. So if you jaywalked in Shenzhen, they would immediately detect that and send you a notification. And they would deduct money from your, what they call WeChat account. They, they use two main apps, WeChat and Alipay. So you can actually deduct your money directly from your account. This is four years ago. So this is not like some sort of conspiracy theory. It's not something that's going to happen 10 years into the future. This happened pre-corona in China. And so this system in China that exists, it's extremely advanced. They can detect if it's a man or a woman. They can detect, they can guess your age. They can detect what kind of car model it is, who the manufacturer is. This is a sort of technology that we see in all these dystopian sort of films and whatever. And people keep putting it off and thinking that this is something that's going to happen later in my kid's lifetime or my grandkids. It's already here. And if this gets implemented anywhere, especially in a Western nation, it's not going away. And they're going to ask if you're gay. They're going to be asking if you eat three pizzas this week because it's unhealthy. If you buy certain books in certain countries, your country doesn't like you. will lose points in the social credit score system. So this is already the reality of the world in certain places. And we need to be aware of that. If you don't want that, is it social 
All right. And so there you go, guys. There that 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 um is basically where we are going. And we're going to be there sooner than you think. And uh, unfortunately, I don't think many people see this as an issue. But as he said, uh, when you guys start first getting your parking tickets through your WeChat, when you start getting your parking tickets deducted from your income. All right. Uh, you getting your direct deposit, but they took out all of your parking tickets. Ninja. All right. Yeah, it, it's going to be interesting. People don't realize they're going to be like, that's no big deal. But yeah. um, And uh, this has been a careful encroaching onto the freedoms of the people for quite a long time i mean even that you guys i remember when the memphis police department i don't know he said this is an issue <laughs> yeah i remember when um when um remember when the memphis the police police department they got into that kerfuffle that somehow got buried remember it was supposed to be a big deal and these police department uh deleted that young boy unfortunately and it was supposed to be a big deal. It was an example of police brutality, white supremacy among police officers. When in the end of the day, it was some baby mama ish. And then they was like, well, there's nothing to spin here. But they basically got you and gaslit you so that when you hear the next event, which the next event was the young boy knocking on the door and the 85 year old man deleting him. And then there was another event in the New York train station. All three of these were events that basically you could have swept under the rug it wasn't that big of a deal but now they got y'all because now by the time summer comes and event number four and five happen y'all gonna be out there in these streets burning ish up right y'all gonna be out there going crazy because they've already got you guys planned and programmed to detect these things ninjas gotta die during election years but here's the deal here's the deal all right with that being said when these things happen right when these things happen people look at them as some sort of um um, they, they don't, they don't, they don't care until it's time for them to care. So unfortunately, this is what we're going to look at. They're not going to care. What was I talking about? The Memphis police department. Oh, the, the, the video. That's what I was talking about. The video, the video had the street light camera. Thank you, Carter. He reminded me, he brought me back. Cause I did forget my point, but that was the point that I was like, why is this camera got a camera angle? Remember that? <laughs> And that and I was like, yo, what in the hell? Because remember, the camera, it was in the light. And then when it was happening, remember the camera spun? And I was like, <laughs> they already have this going on, man. They got this. They got these monitoring things going on. I mean, with ring doorbells and all of these things. I was like, remember that camera with the camera was like this and the police department had control of the camera and live moved the camera angle. I was like, yo. I was like, yo, that is nuts. So, um, you know, you guys don't know how they allow these things to happen. They have little things. They have notifications. Uh, when you buy a house or rent a house, it's in the probably the disclosure forms. You don't give a shit. You don't read it, man. Okay, all right, whatever. And, uh, yeah, it didn't fit the narrative. But uh, remember, they tilted. They panned and tilted the camera. That's the type of shit I look at, and I'd be like, we too far gone. Like they implemented all of that in the 2000s and even in the 90s and the 80s, uh, you know, with some of these things, Patriot Acts and all these things that they push for. And they're like, we need to get rid of student loan. And in that bill, there's likely something like that in the bill where you don't know about it. And you're like, oh, good. Yes, they got rid of $10,000 of student loan. But then you gave up mad freedom. Remember, nothing's free. <laughs> OK, let me see what his name was. Tyree Nickel, just so you guys can show that. And I talked about it then. I was like. How that camera was there? Tyree Nichols uh, video. And um, 
by the way, you got to probably got to look at it and say, I look at it and say, uh oh, they said it was offensive. Hold on, let me see if I could get the video. They had it all released on a Friday in ish. They was like, release on Friday. Where's the where's the camera footage? All right, let's see if they have the they they deleted it out. But this is what I was talking about. Let me see if I can show y'all show y'all right here, like this right here. All right, this and I was like, what camera angle was? <laughs> what camera angle is that? And you don't see, let me see if they have it on the point where they tilted it Sold for and, several minutes. All right, neighborhood turn it down. Oh, they they cut that part out, or at least this broadcast they cut it out. But this camera was facing this way; you couldn't see that. And right in during the beating, it panned like that. <laughs> I was like, yo, I was like, did it pan because somebody had control of it or did it pan because they sensed like a body sensor or something like that? But the camera literally rotated at the moment of the filming. All right. And I was like, mm -mm. <laughs> that means I always feel like somebody's watching me. <laughs> all right. I was like, yo, all right. All of them have censored information on it so i think my mouse is bugging hold on for a second let me see here let me see if i could get the pan tilt no nah, they not showing it they not showing it all right anyway enough of that subject matter because that don't matter at this particular point but it's coming all right so uh let me see here let's get to the early contributors to the day show albert wesker says even holding presidential frame doesn't work on xx's all right, even holding presidential frame, not even masculine frame, no game, presidential frame. I mean, imagine being the president. I look at this. Imagine being the president and you come home to the White House to this shit. I'm not happy. <laughs> I mean, how demoralizing is that as a man? You know what I mean? Like, I'm the president of the free world and you come home, you signed a bill, you've been going through all kind of hell and heck answering questions, dodging questions, making people disappear, right? And then you come home and you're, you're like, Whew. I'm not happy. Oh, this bitch, <laughs> damn. And when we get to it, I'm going to break it down. I'm going to tell you why she stuck around. I'm going to tell you why she stuck around when we get to it. All right, shout out to Brown310. Thank you for being here again. Face Facts says they already have wage garnishment laws. It's an easy transition uh, thanks to ladies and that child support they love so much. Oh, man. Yep. The child support system, uh, them using, uh, turning dudes over. Uh, yeah, they they love to give away information like that. And I, this the equivalent is what, what women do is they basically say, if you can't have it, I can't either. All right. And so, yeah, that the child support laws allow them to garnish wages. Um, I believe um, them and the IRS are the only ones that can garnish wages, I believe, um, like this. And I think also you look at it as those are some of the only things you cannot bankrupt, which would be child support and student loan debt, student loan debt. And uh, I don't know, but potentially tax debt as well. So, I mean, crazy, 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 man. They will turn your ass in for show. Shout out to Zoe man or Zoe man says boomers and Gen X men think that XXs are the same. As a Generation Z, I laugh at their ignorance. I just saw another Gen Z girl get her whole back tattooed. Gen Z. You saw the Gen Z-er. I think you meant boomers and Gen X men think women are 
not the same. I'm not sure if you want to clear that up, but um, but um, what you're what you're saying is, yeah, you saw her get her whole back tattoo. Yeah, the tattoo thing, I just can't. It doesn't sit right with me at all. But Gen Z and a lot of these people, uh, it says that Generation Z women, 61% of women in their 20s have tattoos. Let me see. Women in 20s tattoos. I, I've already talked about this. But her whole back, man, that's crazy. That's crazy. I mean, just think about it. Uh, it says 42% of people. Okay, let me see here. Uh, maybe I'm wrong, but they said seven years ago, three out of 10, three out of 10. I did see something that said 61% of women have tattoos that generation Z. Yeah. We have to look that up again. I don't want to be wrong with the information. I have 2020 here. Uh, 37% of 18 to 24 year olds already have a real tattoo. And, uh, let's see here. Let's see what this article says. I mean, I did see an article and I reported on it. I just wasn't ready to report on it today, but I have here. Uh, 50%, uh, 25 to 40, 50%, 18 to 24, 37%. And I got 13 to 17, 10%, 10%. Wow. So, oh, here it is right here. 62% of whom tell, uh, white posts they have tattoos. Nearly half, 46% of young adults older than 18 have tattoos and older they get, the more likely they are to get one. In fact, the young people most likely to get tatted now are millennial parents. 62%. That's where the 62% came from. Okay. All right. So it's a different thing. I think now you can quite interestingly say having no tattoo makes you unique. All right. So it doesn't make you as unique. All right. Anyway. Uh, but I, it's hard, I'm hard pressed, especially dealing with younger women to find that they don't have any tattoos. All right, it's all it's almost like I would say seven do and three don't. It's getting closer and closer to eight. Nest egg vault says the Fupa print go and went crazy out here. Shout out to the Fupa print. And we got a couple people here who got tattoos, who don't have tattoos. All right, who like who likes women with tattoos? Anybody, you know what? Let me put this up here. Because I do I do know people that don't mind. I'm going to see if I can put that up here. Do you like women with tattoos? Let's see here. Then we can explore that. Maybe we could talk about it tomorrow. We do have money mindset or blue chip mindset. Do you like women with tattoos? I always spell it wrong. Do you like women with tattoos? All right, there you go. You can you can let your voice be heard. A lot of guys are tatted. Uh, if you're a guy that's tatted, you can still answer the question. We're not using... This to go against men that are tatted. Uh, but men my age probably look at tattoos on women like, what the is that? Like, man. I'm going to put it over here on the other channel, too. All right, do you like women with tattoos? There you go. As they, as if they care. Shout out to Rational Rationality. says, pay the Mastodon a nickel to become a unfoldable table at my house. All right, that's what you said. At my house. Some of my mouses are... Some of my mouses ain't working right. All right, let me check on PayPal, and then we'll get back to the show. Where the like button at? Hit that like button real quick, and then we're going to get to the show. We got a crazy straggling Sniggles Theater coming up. Oh, they don't lock me out. Funny things have been happening to my accounts lately. If you know, you know. Uh, you know. <laughs> All right, let me see here. 
What do we got here? We got a uh, Maryland guy. We got two brothers here. Maryland guys in the house. What do you have to say? I don't know. It's loading up slow. Maryland guy says, Maryland guy says, what's up, coach? I just wanted to say what is coming out in July is not a CBDC. It is called Fed now. He says it is, however, the backbone and payment rails for the upcoming CBDC that we should see by 2030. Thank you for clearing that up. Uh, so the app is going to come out, but it's setting it's setting the stage or potentially what's going to be the overriding way we do digital currency. All right. Uh, yeah, man, it's going to be crazy. And Mr. Grove says, great stream this morning on the high value, man. It doesn't matter. Coach Jordan Pippen, um, Garnett, Elway, Cutler, Bezos, Musk, Ewing, Paul Pierce, CGA, Grove. He says, when they are done, they are done. I've seen numerous exceptional men fall victim to the marriage will, which is on the uh is actually I think you mean which is one of the most factual things I've ever seen. X Xers are a waste of time, coach, and they take up too much meat. I guess I'm just bitter and hurt. Yes, you are. LOL. He says, keep bringing the truth each day. Best in the business. And I'm riding with my coach six hours a day. Shout out to the coach gang. And I'll be on the free agent lifestyle channel if you need me. Free agent lifestyle for life. <laughs> Actually, been seeing content creators lately, lately content creators, um, very much thrilled. And I did a breakdown of the uh, the uh, Crimson Capsule. Everybody wants the Manosphere dead, and uh, I'm seeing even popular YouTubers who, like, they've never been married at all. <laughs> some of them have, some of them haven't, and they have a unique take about you know the doom and gloom CGA or the negativity. But um, I find it quite odd when men try to help men. Give them information that they're not privy to. How much people don't like that? And these people are primarily men. I don't understand. Like, like if I was giving you, and listen, people were like, well, you failed, right? And you messed up and you lost. That's why you got in that situation. And I'm like, but hold up. Wouldn't you want to know, like, you're married. Have you been divorced? No. Are you married? No. Do you want to get married? Yes. Wouldn't you want to know the other side of the information? If you're trusting that, I mean, because what they what they're doing is <laughs> what they're doing is they're hoping they're using the hope strategy. Well, I hope I vet the woman properly and I hope she loves me enough and I hope that she doesn't do this. That's that's what they're doing. They're using the hope strategy. They're like, well, I'm going in and I'm going to hope or I know better than you or I'm going to vet. Or I'll see the red flags. Trust me, guys. I'm here to tell you. I don't want to sound negative. And yes, I like women's feet. All right. People want to make it like that, that I don't like women. But I'm giving y'all so much information in game that it's really weird that people look at it as negative. I'm like, damn, I'm giving y'all a secret sauce. I'm giving you a preview that men who have been through this, when I put up the marriage wheel, they inevitably say, that's exactly what happened to me. Now, how do you under how do you even how do you even uh, justify that I can create and craft this chart? And the people that have been through this, even married men, even married men, when I talk about long term marriages, marriages that are um, 10 years long, at least 10 years long, they look at that chart and they be like, that's exactly which is weird, and I'm not trying to say it's going to happen to you, but it's going to happen, right? 
All right, did uh did the Spurs get the number one pick? Spurs got the number one pick. What a shock. All right, boy. They didn't want him to go to Detroit. They didn't want the dude to go to Detroit, so they went over to the San Antonio Spurs. So anyway, man, this information, man, is undefeated, and I just don't – I get it, man. This does sound doom and gloom and negative, and people are like, it ain't going to happen to me. It ain't going to happen to me. All right. <laughs> it It's – it's going to happen to you. Now, do I does that mean you're going to get divorced? No. But what it does do, and when I prove when we get to the Barack Obama and the Michelle Obama, it's going to it's going to follow the marriage wheel. It's going to follow the marriage wheel. And then Barack Obama got the ultimatum and the bait and switch. Even Barack Obama got the bait and switch. <laughs> and then guess what happened? He had to tap dance for 10 years. He was put on the clock. The ninja had to put up the scoreboard like this is in this Michelle. I'm not calling her Michael because, you know, we know we all know, but I'm not going to do that today. He got put on the he got put in the marriage wheel. So it's crazy. Shout out. Last one, Muhammad Raphael Siddiqui. Shout out to you, man. I beat Siddiqui. Shout out to you. He says, thank you for being my father figure and a beacon of light amongst the darkness of the modern world. You're a true leader. Salutations to you, sir. Appreciate you, man. And the funny thing is, look at this light. In a moment, I think there's no sun today. There's a lot of clouds. But we will have the hour of CGA power, where the God, the Lord God himself, will shine down on me, for I continue continue to deliver this message. Sorry. In the Holy Spirit, speaking in tongues, I am. But I'm giving you the lightest path. I'm giving you the damn yellow brick road. I'm literally giving you the yellow brick road. I'm giving you the path of lightness, of enlightenment, of things that you are not privy to. And people call me the darkness. I'm the lightness, although I'm on the dark side. I'm the light that you guys need to follow. All right? But it is what it is. (laughs) In the walk, we walk in the spirit of Elijah. This is biblical. We told you. Hi, yay, yay. I mean, I feel bad. I feel bad for a lot of guys because it is like they're walking in blindness. They're, they're walking in blindness. And I see it all the time. And I get it, man. You know, the red pill, manosphere, space. Yeah, it's somewhat interesting, right? It's interesting. It ain't all perfect. It's not all roses. It definitely seems dark. And But what they are not getting is that we're telling them shit that you haven't, you do not see coming. Like you about to be blindsided. And the and the event you don't get fully blindsided. Like you don't get fully divorced. Look at Barack Obama. This story's gonna detail exactly what I've been telling you. <laughs> Barack Obama tap dancing for 10 motherfucking years while he was president of the United States. Bruh, I don't even know what else you guys need to see. But we're gonna see something else here. And there goes my two hour show. Let's see some straggle and sniggle theater. How about that? Yes, indeed. Where where is it? Where's the intro? There it is. Hey, ride with me if you ride with me. You can slide with me if you feel like 550 on the fast sticky. Come get high with me. That's a deal, right? All right, it's a deal, right? It's a deal, right? It's a deal, right? All right, so what do we got here for straggle and sniggle theater? Um, it says how one divorcee is celebrating her newfound freedom. Uh, this does go with along with some things that I tell you. It's the funniest thing. They want to get you guys all gassed up. They want to get you guys all gassed up to go down and marry them. 
And then when they divorce, they be throwing parties, Ninja. And so here it is. Here's a divorcee right here. And it says right here, uh, finally divorced. And she's got a peni with the busted nuts coming out. Mm. <laughs> is this a guy? I'm sure this is a girl. No guy would be able to, but no guy would put peni on his in his car. But here we go. Finally divorced with the dick on it. Slide on my oh, she is happy. Girl. Okay, she's 21. Off the dribble. Oh, this is a girl. I'm a single mom. Buy me a shot. Oh, this is a woman. This is a woman. I was wondering what was going on here. I'm finna go see where she at. He finna, Finally, he finna go see where she at. Divorced with the dick on it. Slide on my She is happy. Okay, she's 21. Off the dribble. I'm a single mom. Buy me a shot. Yeah, man. I'm finna go see where she at. So my brother said, I'm going to see where she at. And you know, she gonna be getting ridden like a bull. She gonna be getting ridden like a bull. And she gonna be getting throttled. And she gonna go be in her whole phase until she either catches an STI scare or potentially a pregnancy scare if she's young enough. But uh, this is how they celebrate. And the brothers out here going to get that Mar Martha Stewart Punani. Punani. All right, indeed. So, yeah, my brother was starving, and he was going to have all his chiefs teeth showing. Yeah, that brother's starving. Yes, sir. <laughs> but that would be easy targets. Those are easiest targets out there. The first five months of a woman's divorce life, they are out there getting throttled. Sad to see, but, of course, these were the women who celebrated their marriage and their big day only to say after it's over. They're finally free and they going on vacation. She ready to return in these streets. She was ready. All right. As a matter of fact, this woman here said she was ready to be in these streets. Beautiful. I got a question. Yes, babe. If you weren't married to me, what you be doing right now? In these streets. You'll be in these what? <laughs> I believe the dude should be tied up in these streets. <laughs> Yep. In these streets. Like these are your wives, guys. These are your wives, your future wives and your future past wives. Let's take it to this woman here. Um, apparently over in Mexico. All right, since it's a Tuesday, it's a Tuesday right here. All right, let me get it lined up. All right, so there's a woman here at some bullfight, I suppose. I don't know if it's a rodeo, I can't really tell. Uh, she's singing, she's singing. It's hard, it's kind of hard to find where they have uh old school bullfighters not, not even in spain do they have that anymore all right but um here we go hey hey Look at them legs that tail look at the bull he's like i want some of that give me some He's starving. Yeah, that brother's starving. All right, here we go. Oh, Lord. Oh, man. That would have been bad news right there. Oh, the humanity. Oh, boy. Oh, man. He wanted some of them gams. He wanted some. That bull starving out here. Yeah, that brother's starving. That bill was like, I'll take some. Ain't nobody watching over her. 
See, here's the thing. Here's the thing. We talk about this quite a bit, right? We talk about this quite a bit. And, uh, you know, they talk about it. And, well, and, and we say things like, you know, well, you know, if you're in an unsafe environment, you wouldn't be talking about feminism. You wouldn't be talking about equality, right? If there were saber tooth tigers and wars and famine, feminism dies, right? That's what we've been talking about quite a bit. This is another example of it, right? We live in a stable society. Um, and uh, we put her in a situation where, you know what I mean? Like she's vulnerable. Now, listen, if my black ass was out there too, I would probably run too. I mean, there would, there would be no doubt about it. I would be running, but would anybody come protect me? Would any of these clowns come tackle me and slither me up under the, uh, up under the, uh, whatever that fence, everybody would be like, run ninja. Mm. <laughs> All right. But of course it, proves that when things break down fast there is no feminism all of a sudden it is protect the women and children all of a sudden is get her out of there damsel in distress see these are the things that people talk about and sometimes it's the if well if there's society stable and there, if there's a war and if somebody invades us well those things have been talked about and most people believe that those things will never happen we don't live in a society like that anymore however here's an example real time feminism gone <laughs> gone that fast all right they will be watching my black ass running around bucking buck dancing and all of that they're gonna be like boy we got some chicken tonight but uh here we go let's go ahead and show you that feminism falls flat on its face when the when things break down matador cga yes and of course i'm not saying that the woman should have got gored this is just an example that we talked about all right and so she out there shaking her ass <laughs> <laughs> she out there shaking her ass yes indeed somebody said i'll be shuffling that would be me like this when the bull came over i would have been like i can do some shuffling too look out man what you gonna do look out boys it's coming through yeah man yeah man that's what i would have been doing all right and so let's take a look at uh this again uh that bull was hornified and he was about to gore this woman Diddy's outlook. Diddy booty outlook at her thing. Oh, get it, girl, get it. She got her ponytail swinging. All right, she got them thick legs. Mm, mm. Yeah, woo wait. She thick. She thick. Yeah, that's brother starving. That's actually thick. All right, anything over that, that's gonna be fat. Let's continue. She got booty too. She about to get the booty do going though. Look at her. She can't hey, look. She thinks she's just going to go out there and just shake her ass like that and ain't nobody come come over the rail. The bull was like, mm, I'm going to be over. <laughs> oh, she was about to get torn up. Oh, y'all can't see? Oh, I can see it. Hold on for a second. She's about to get torn up. Now, look, look at what she end up at. All right, face full of dirt. Face full of dirt. Just that fast. Feminism gone. All right. But of course, it's Mexico uh, or wherever they are. They don't have feminism like that. Yeah, she was gone. She got the beat. She was like, what? All of a sudden, ain't no big bad talker no more. But that's just a, that's just a, that's just one example. Everybody's like, of course, it's a bull. It doesn't matter. It could be some. it could be people invading a town. 
It could be people taking over a territory. It could be foreign invader. It could be something like a military invasion. It don't matter. It's going to be the same result. It's going to be the same result. Like you ain't standing up to nothing, right? When the shit hits the fan, when the barbarian comes through the gate. Yep. The barbarian comes to the gate. Ain't nobody going to be talking. No shit. Everybody going to be doing exactly as the barbarian say. All right. What else is here? Do we got another straggling sniggle? Yes, we do. We have a woman who's going to wreck a birthday party, a three-year-old's birthday party. And she flips over tables and tosses chairs because it was too close to the patio. Let's go to Houston, Texas. Back in Houston, boy, we seem to make the same round, same city. Two women were captured on video destroying a three-year-old girl's birthday party at a Houston apartment complex on Saturday. Police report um, in, indicate that the incident was sparked after one of the women felt the, po the party tables were set up too close to her patio. The women are seen in the video berating the party guests and tossing chairs. A Houston Police Department public affairs spokesman talked to and told the Daily Mail on Tuesday that the West Side Station is looking into the case and that the Harris County District Attorney refused to prosecute and charge the women due to insufficient evidence and not enough property damage to issue a Class D misdemeanor. All right, so let's go to the video right here. Here's the video. Um, of course, they're going to have an advert. I knew they were going to do it, uh, but it's okay. Here we go. We'll get to it here in a minute after you guys check your credit score. Check your credit score. All right, let me see here. We do have it back up and ready to go. All right, uh, let's see if I can put it back. Here we go right here. All right, so as you can see there on the screen. Uh-oh. Excuse me. Oh. Hey, hey, hey. She's not hey. turn the table over. Hey. Dang, the gordita sitting there eating ice cream. Look, the gordita eating ice cream. She ain't bugged. Hey, hey, hey. She eating that leche. Frozen leche. She not even budging. All right, hold up. Play the video. Oh, it froze me out. Oh, damn. Look at that. What are y'all waiting on? All right, hold on. Let me refresh the screen. It froze me out. Now I'm going to have to look at another advert. That's what I call it. Let me see. Yep, they got me. I think at L'Oreal Group, 100% of our industrial water will all be right, All right, all right. Come on, man. Just get just get to the act. Just get to the place, man. Now I can't rewind the video. Oh, look, they freezing me out. Oh, look at that, Ling Ling. All right, so here we go. It's the world. All right, they go two gorditas. One gordita. <laughs> two gorditas. All right, she ain't even stopping eating, eating that leche. Hey, hey, hey. 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 These look like young straggle maggles. These look like young girls. Uh oh. Is she not? She goes, Wow. Oh, man. This is comprehensible. Okay, that's okay. This is despicable. Man, this is a miscarriage of justice. Why she take the table? Oh my goodness! They throw they chairs. Them chairs ain't worth shit. But this is the principle of it. Look at the man just sitting there. This is terrible, man. What's wrong with people, man? This is how race wars start. You know what I mean? This is how people have had their cities burned down. Some shit like that, and then the essays pull up, 
And then the ninjas pull up with the nine. nine and then John Morant pulls up. All of a sudden, people pulling up. And this is how racial shit unrest happens in the entire city. The whole city burns down, right? Because of these two people over there. And then Pookie and Ray Ray and John Morant come through. And then all of a sudden, it's the essays versus and the Vatos versus the ninjas. And it will be over. It'd be real bad. All over a three-year-old's birthday party. There could have been a been there could have been a better way to handle this. In fact, if you live in an apartment community like this, I will suggest this. All right. If you're moving and you're going to have a moving truck come in, if you're going to have a party, notify your neighbors. It is, in fact, what people do in the suburbs. Notify your neighbors. Let them know. Now, it's up to them to uh, let you uh, do what uh, in many apartment complexes or communities have in their hours of um, I can't I can't remember what the quiet hours, the quiet hours. So there's quiet hours which could be around 10 o'clock or 11 o'clock in your community. Maybe on the weekend, it could be extended to 11 o'clock. But everybody has the right to kind of do what they do, especially if they notify you. So notify them and tell everybody, send everybody, potentially invite them. Maybe if you cook in carne asada, maybe take it to the neighbors. Hey, I cooked you carne asada and, and some, uh, we, we burned some corn on the uh, grill for you. You know, invite them, uh, notify them so that they can, um, they can, um, they, they can expect they know what to expect. So, OK, seven to ten or six to five, five to eight. They're, they're going to be a party. All right. And I might be able to leave the premises, maybe make some other plans. And the reason why you would do that is because you would want to extend the same courtesy. You will want them to extend the same courtesy to you. So if you're moving and you have a U-Haul truck or you have a moving truck coming and they might block somebody's garage or their carport, what you do is what you do is. What you do is you send a note out. You put a note out on everybody's door or garage on the day you're going to move. Like, But you do it a week in advance or three days in advance. And you simply say, I'm going to have a party or I'm going to be moving on this day, which means your carport or your garage could be blocked between these hours. You give them the notification early. And then so that when it happens, you don't have shit like this. Why are you blocking my garage? I can't get out. Now, sometimes somebody might forget and you say, hey, I put a notice on your door. All right. And that is just a common courtesy because you're going to want the same thing. You're going to move one day. You're going to have a party one day. You're going to want people to extend you courtesy. And when you don't, when you don't do it and you don't lead like that, that that's what happens. So in, in this case, I'm putting the blame on the party because indeed they were very close to the, to the patio also, also. So they could have extended the common courtesy. Now you guys live in communities. That's what you have to do then these women are out of their mind, all right, to handle it in that manner, right, to be that enraged that you got to tip over people's birthday tables. I mean, it's crazy. Mm. But people don't know common decency. I'm, I'm, the longer I live, the, I, the more I realize, the longer I live, the more I realize that people are morons. I mean, the average American person is an absolute moron. I mean, most of the problems that you have in your life, this is the blue chip mindset, are self-inflicted. It's your fault. You made a dumbass decision, and you made. He says some ninjas looking for a fight. I here's the thing, I know that, but at least I got my part covered. Cover your ass. It does. Somebody says it doesn't matter. It does matter, and this is why we have problems in our world. It does matter. I can simply go back and say, hey, this is what I did. Now, if you mad, then it shows you're showing your ass, not me. 
you're showing your ass. But most people are absolute morons. They don't have the common decency, common courtesy. And uh, most of the communities they live in, they hate everybody else. Okay, it matters to extend common courtesy. And then you will be surprised at how other people follow your lead. That's some leadership shit. That when you do that, other people are going to follow your lead. They're going to be like, damn, that's actually a good idea. They lived in, they've been, yeah, people are classless, uncivilized, disrespectful, angry people, mostly because they're idiots. That's why. And, and they wonder, this simple thing could have been easily ironed out by the other people notifying their neighbors that they're going to do something like this, <laughs> right? But people are so uncivilized and untrained and lack manners and ethics that th this is, it escalates because you, didn't do what you easily could have did. You could have actually just printed out 10 notifications, put it out on this Saturday, we're going to have a birthday party from five to eight. Just like that. Now, if somebody want to show their ass, that's their fault. Then you cover your ass. Everybody covers their ass first and stop worrying about everybody else's bit. But people are going to follow that. Trust me. You do that in your apartment complex one time, I guarantee you people are going to pick up on it. <laughs> it's crazy. Um, what do we got here? Houston. Houston, Texas. But people are definitely are some, I mean, I think people are just the lowest rung of, I mean, if it wasn't for animals would be tearing our asses up if we didn't have firearms and arrows. All right, so what are we doing here? Did I get that? All right, yeah, she's mad because they too loud next to their patio. All right, look, anyway, next, this poor girl right here. This poor girl is about to earn all her money What's the first thing that comes up when you see this? All right, see this picture here. Uh, let me go ahead and get the music lined up right here. Yes, indeed. Um, I, I'm going to assume that this is Thailand or any one of these areas here. And these ninjas out here. Um, I don't know what services she providing. But this is, could get really ugly really fast. I don't know what we doing here. And this could be, <laughs> this could be, I mean, we could get, I'm not calling them metaphiles, but this is, could be disastrous for this poor girl. She's like, wait a minute. I don't know if I want to do this today. I can't do my accent. I can, there's a lot of words that come to my mind here that I can express, but this is a family show. This is a family show. Now, one thing I've always noticed is the hypocrisy of, I don't know the age of that woman. I'm assuming she's an illegal adult wherever she is, but this is going to be disgusting. This is going to be bad. This could be bad. This could be pigs in a blanket. Um, <laughs> What's the one thing that comes to your mind there? Um, One thing that people do... um look at it is they go like people always say people of certain age are off limits and people of certain age are on and then they just draw the line but then i'm always taking it further i'm like yeah but wait a minute what about older women that look young there's nothing there like that's nothing <laughs> i was like nobody calls that out like because there's older women who look young as hell especially if you go to asia there's women that look that's 30 that be looking way young egg fuel young that matters a matter of fact then you have people that are young or slightly of age and they built like stallions. In this case, in this case, what are these people called? Is what is there a term for this shit? Because this is about to get ugly. Y'all better say, 
we got to have a rule here. We got to put a rule in place so we can define what this is. This is some, this could be painful for somebody. This could be bad. All right, my goodness. <laughs> All right. Some of y'all grabbing your lotion and whatnot. This is just despicable. <laughs> oh, my goodness. They might have to call. He says it's called black. They might have to call the Amalams for that. Oh, my goodness. Well, here's the thing. Either those brothers are extremely tall. Like <laughs> this show. This is a family show. Either they're extremely tall and she's extremely short or something else is going on in here. Is this AI Photoshop? This is going to look bad. What what Hooters is this in Thailand? <laughs> what Hooters is this? Like, what restaurant establishment is this? This is that. What? My Lord. I'm thinking they're tall and she's short, but God, what the, what the, what the? <laughs> he said, here's the thing. Oh, my Lord. That's not going to end well. She's going to be like, <laughs> I don't yeah, she's in trouble. And the look on her face, she's like, uh, my Lord, this is terrifying. Somebody says it's Photoshopped. Um, yeah. I mean, what? <laughs> are you sure about this? Are you sure about that? I'm. His hands are grabbing her. You know what it is? It could be. It could be. Um, it could be like a cheerleader. It might be Photoshop. I can't tell. This is going to be, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's going to be ugly. Poor girl. All right, let's go ahead and give her the Undertaker bill. <clears throat> and ninja showing teeth. Ninjas always got to show they teeth. Let me see. What is it? <laughs> I can't even imagine. All right, so uh, let's go to it. Uh, what is the next one here? It says uh, this guy finds out his girlfriend's cheating on him over the phone. So let me see if I can pull this up. This is one of these uh, videos that goes viral where the uh, man is uh, going to check the girlfriend's phone in case she's cheating. Now, this could be straggling sniggle. I have no idea, but they're going to call. I guess they did the phone test and this brother with the cool shirt and the dad bod is checking this girl's phone and they're calling a guy. So that's the setup. And let's take you to it real quick. You good on this? What's up, baby? I've been waiting on you. Wow. Oh. <laughs> what? Hey, yo. Hey, who's this? This her boyfriend, Elijah. <laughs> Who this? This one? Um, you said what? Um, oh, wait, time oh. Time oh. You said what? You said what? So when no, so when you said when you said you was getting your hair done, you was with him. I don't know. She said she was. Don't play with me like that. So you know where dude stay at, right? But I'll be there in a minute. No. So you gonna tell me? Like, hey, bro, I'm cool with you. Nah, I said. And this phone staying with me. You got me. Nah, 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 nah. Nah. All right. But so here you go right there. You know, they there. This is what they're doing. You know, I, I'm going to say it's a skip, but you never know. Um, it could go down like that. And uh, obviously he's going to go lose his life for that girl. This is what I wanted to show you here. Do not lose your life for this straggle daggle right here. Let's go ahead and show you. There is a close up of her. Let me see if they do have a close up. Where's the close up? Get a close up of her. Where is it at? All right. They really don't have one. 
I thought they had a closer video of her, but look at this woman. Oh, there it is. There it is right there. There it is. Like, you're going to lose your life over this. She looks young, by the way. She looks like 18, 19, pushing 20. And uh, he looks older. He does look like he's in his pushing 30. Like, look at him. He definitely look at like he's an old gangster. He's an OG. This dude is older, at least by at least 10 years, certainly maybe 15 years. And so um, look at this. This is what y'all go. You're going to lose your life over this. Jesus. All right. You know, they out here leaking. Man, let them leak, man. You don't own none of these women, man. Have fun. Move on. Last one. Gray divorce. Let me see here. Gray divorce. How gray divorce affects many men. Again, I'm giving you information that not a lot of men are give are willing to give you. You're willing to learn the hard way, which is not a good indication of a, who, who you are as a man. Right. Instead of taking this information and go, OK, thank you for sharing this. Move on. Well, here's a man. He's divorced and homeless. Let's take a listen to what he says caused it. Here we go. Divorced and homeless. Lost everything. Sorry to say. Lady judge. He gave everything to my wife. Yeah, things just, you know, we had a kid. He's now 24. I don't see him. You know, I see him once a year. I don't want to be up here. 65 years old. I'm retired. He's tough. There's no job, especially for older people. 50 bucks to get an haircut. You look good. Thank you. I'm hanging in there. I'm still strong. All right. And so he has no choice. Hang in. And he's still strong. I believe he said he was 64. Let me see here. How old is he? No, oh, he's talking about his son is 20, 65, 65 years old. All right. And he doesn't look bad for 65. One of the things they do tell you as men, he, he looks weather beaten. Definitely. He looked like he's beat, beat as red and uh, looking like a, a, a throwback Hulk Hogan right here. Uh, but uh, he definitely doesn't look like he's he could have been on substance abuse and drugs, alcohol. We, we don't know what caused the divorce. But, you know, what we tell you is great divorce is dangerous to men. Because um, what the great divorce is, is a divorce over 50, all right? Any divorce over the age of 50, certainly over age 55. So what does that indicate? What does that indicate? That indicates that you guys were married for 15, 20 years. All right, you got married by 30, and in 20 years, by 50, at least 20 years, 25-year mark, 30-year mark. Most marriages don't make it past 30 years, for sure. All right, very few marriages make it to the 30-year mark. So right when you're about to settle down, retire, use your shit, uh, you know, pay off your house, Put your kids through college, divorce. And uh, guys, if that happens, the problem is you cannot financially recover in those cases, meaning you're, you're technology-wise, you're behind. You're kind of slowing down, so you don't want to ramp up and uh, ramp up and get a business started when you're trying to slow down and retire. Um, many times, many times, you're not uh, going to be able to do hard labor jobs. You're not going to be able to do hard labor jobs. So when you start looking for jobs, you got to consider how much am I going to be on my feet? Uh, I got the gout. I got varicose veins. I got, uh, you know what I mean? Blood clots. <laughs> I can't work long hours. I can't work in the sun. Obviously, not, this guy can't work in the sun, right? You don't want to stand up bagging groceries. You're, you're kind of old and set in your ways. So these things make it difficult for you to start over. One of the bigger blessings that you might have by getting a divorce is getting divorced before 40. Certainly getting divorced before you hit 30 and then getting divorced before 40 is a gift. It's a fantastic gift. But uh, many times he, he might also, yeah, still using Windows 95. You're not caught up technology-wise. I actually mentor a guy uh, helping him get his social media started, and he's in his 60s. It's quite, it's quite comedy, and I'm, I'm very impatient with him sometimes. Right. 
because he's getting shit going, but he just kind of don't even know how to work the computer. You know what I mean? And that's even like, God damn. Right. And sometimes I'm yelling at him. <laughs> sometimes I'm yelling at him and I'm like, I got to chill. But um, he's getting it. But again, nobody has time to train people like that. Nobody has time to train people like that. Uh, people want you to know how to use your social media, how to use your technology, how to use your camera and set up. One of the most phenomenal things that happens is men my age to be able to be this efficient with technology is a great gift because not a lot of men my age are this savvy with technology and setting up studio and lights and shit. Most guys don't have that. And most people don't have that my age. So for me to be able to do this effectively and, and dominate social media, yes, indeed at this age is a, is a feather in my cap. So that I've always been after it and do graphic designs and thumbnails and edit videos on final cut pro. By the way, if you're not on money mindset, I have great streams talking about my tools that I use. Get on money's mindset, patreon.com backslash coach Rick Adams, $50 level. All right, but here you go. This is it. And uh, so the big point is sometimes you think you have a good marriage and you make it past 50. You make it past 50 and then you think you're home free. And then you make it to 55 and you're like, yo, I'm good. And then you start, <laughs> he says, I don't look a day over 40. I know, man, look, everybody says, if you dyed your beard, for, for real, but I don't want to. I confuse people. But if, if you make it to 55 and you think, okay, I can set up my retirement, pay off the house, put my kids through college, save a little money, stack some money in my Roth IRA, make sure I put my 401k over here. I got my pension for when I work for the fire department, the police department. I got, guess what happens? You do that shit, and then she pulls the ripcord divorce. She pulls the divorce ripcord, and you're 55, 60, like, what? Rapsky, rap. You're not coming back from that. <laughs> you're not coming back. And you're going to lose it all. And he said he had a female judge. You're going to lose it all. That shit gone. You're going to lose that house. That's almost damn near paid off. Your kids gone to college. All done. You bought her breast implants. She got the both on fake titties. She got the plastic surgery and the Botox. And you looking at the little bit of money going, okay, we're going to have a fixed income. Me and you, we're going to take vacations. And she's like, no, we ain't. Y'all ninjas going to be, you're going to be homeless. You're going to get divorced, grape the kingdom come. And of course, guys, of course, I'm the bad guy for bringing this up. Do you want to be homeless in your 60s and not have seen your kids, right? I mean, he has a kid. Again, again, talk about washing your hands. Talk about the relationship that people have with their fathers. How people, children will side with the mom, abandon dad. They don't give a shit about that. Oh, by the way, this is your legacy, y'all. This y'all legacy. This was his legacy. And now his adult sons running around here at 24 ain't giving a shit about daddy. Right? And I, I keep showing you these real portrayals. I don't want this to be you. Nah, I don't want this to be you. But this is very possible. Kids treat you like a stranger. Hi, dad. They might talk to you. He says he sees this kid once a year. His legacy, y'all. Divorced and homeless, lost everything. Sorry to say. Lady judge, he gave everything to my wife. Yeah, things just, you know, we had a kid. He's now 24. I don't see him. You know, I see him once a year.
One, I don't see him. 24-year-old kid, I don't see him. Once a year, female judge, divorce great to kingdom come. He still looks like he do not hit him. <laughs> he, he don't know what hit him. He looks like he does not know what hit him. I don't want to be up here. 65 years old. Retired. He's tough. There's no job, especially for older people. 50 bucks to get a haircut. Yeah, 50 bucks to get a haircut. Man, my man can't even get a shave and a haircut. And guys, you know what I mean? And he says uh, he's still positive. Imagine how positive the guy still is. Okay. Thank you. I'm hanging in there. Still strong. Yeah. To be honest, man, the dude's in pretty decent shape for 65 years old. I mean, other than the fact that he's weather beaten, that son whipping his ass. My ninja needs some um my ninja needs some damn sunscreen. I mean, I don't even think that would help him. He's just he's just a Nordic Scandinavian. All right. He's got too much Scandinavian and Irish in his looking like his last name is Hogan. But um he looking like he about to leg drop somebody in a minute, brother. <laughs> All right. My ninja <laughs> Nick Flair. All right. Hulk Flair, this ninja looking like my lord. Yeah, he looking like Thor. But guys, somebody said this is very comp common. I was playing pool a couple of weeks ago with a guy in this exact situation. His ex-wife, um, along with his girls, uh, on wait, his ex-wife was on a girls' trip with the other divorcees, spending your money. Woo-wee! Be careful out here. We're about to get to the main event. Do me a favor, hit the like button. We got 1,400 people on the Free Agent Lifestyle channel, 160-some-odd. On the Notorious CGA channel and a couple people on Facebook. Strike the like button on Facebook real quick. And what do we got here? What do we got here? Shout out to Gray Hayes Radio says, Coach, one day you could do a poll for who has been married and been through the marriage will and keep the percentages. All right, we got to do that. We got to do that. I got to get some people up here to acknowledge the fact that it's not just me, man. People are like, oh, it's just you. No, man, it's not me. We got 80% that don't like tattoos. On women on the Notorious Channel, 77% don't like tattoos on women on the Free Agent Lifestyle Channel. All right, but I speak for all men. I speak for the men who cannot speak. Oftentimes, they share these stories with me. They just say, keep my name out of it, and I can't speak about it. There's a lot of men that listen to me at work sniggling, and they going, this ninja, he know too much. He's talking directly about me. Okay? He's like, how do you know? How do you know exactly what happened to me? Well, the reality is human beings are, first of all, not very intelligent. Number two, the patterns of human behavior can be well predicted out by past history, right? So this is when you get into the uh, what these guys were debating yesterday, which was the evolutionary biology, right? Evolutionary sciences and biology. Guys, people break up of just about the same things, right? And especially with no-fault divorce, it's the same thing. It's the same story over and over again. Abuse excuse, he wasn't there, I wasn't happy, he did this and he cheated and he spent all the money and alcoholic. And yeah, there are some men that have been despicable in their marriages, all right? But most of the time that we hear those stories, those are the rare exceptions. Yes, there's some Debbies, they left family and all that shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But most of them, they were pushed and shoved out. But it's the same mistakes. Everybody does the same damn thing. Um, every woman that files a divorce talks to women that have been divorced, right? And then the divorcees tell them, I'll oh, just do that, do this, do that. It's the same story. Nothing changes, man. It's very predictable to me at this point. Rational rationality, Mastodon, jokes aside, all of these videos online noting 304 nature 
is forever set in stone. Men, if you fall or fail at life due to a 304, you deserve it. Give you the undertaker. Wow. Yeah, there's, I mean, listen, I, what they do is, well, there are some good women out there. I mean, we're not saying women are bad. Again, one thing I always tell you, if you are in the stage where you're raging, this is the after pill. This is not the red pill. We want you to not be in red pill rage. We want you to not hate people. We want you to not hate women, but sometimes you just hate people. I'm not a people person to begin with. All right. I need very little exposure to people. Like um, my conversations have to be short. I can have great short conversations, but I can't kick it with people. I can't give you three hours. Like I can't do that. I, I just know that you're, you're going to be, you're going to piss me off. Like you're going to bore me to death. I'm going to be annoyed. But the fact is people want to make us believe that I'm calling women bad. When I say, well, they're naturally going to do these things. They have these things to grasp at, at the law. This is what they have a tendency to do. I'm not saying they're bad. When I say they use manipulation as a tool to survive, is that does that make them bad? I even tell you, manipulation is not bad inherently. It's a survival technique. So if anything you need to do to survive is not bad. However, when you're doing it and you're gaslighting and manipulate, that, that's bad. When you gaslight people and you lie, that can be bad. That's treacherous. That's treacherous and deceitful. And it does hurt people. But it's then when I talk about it, they don't talk about the people that potentially are hurt. They talk about me being hurt, which is weird, and it's okay. Uh, shout out to my man, Evolve Reed. He says, keep it going, coach. You're going to keep it going because men need to know. Men need to know this. So manipulation is not inherently bad. I mean, I manipulate. You manipulate. We all manipulate as some way. Me. For instance, when you go to work, you're manipulating your boss to pay you a paycheck. Is that bad? Is that bad? Well, not necessarily because you need the check, meaning that you're there for the team and you're going to work extra hard and you know, you're not going to cheat them off of the hours that you're working. You're not going to take an extra long break. You're going to say you're going to drink the Kool-Aid. You're going to be attentive at the meetings. You're going to try to make the company better. You're not going to look at another job while you're working at that job. You're going to be loyal to the company. That's manipulation. I just wanted to show you that's manipulation. Also, you can get a paycheck at the end. And then when you get your paycheck for about three or five days, you happy. And then the next 20 days, you sad like a motherfucker. Mm. You sad. You dragging ass. You showing up late. You leaving early. You hiding in the car at lunch. You don't want to pay attention. You telling the boss to kiss your whole ass. That's manipulation. And the reason why you do that is because you need the check to survive. Is that bad? That's exactly what I tell you a woman will do in a relationship. They're going to use tools and tactics to manipulate you, pity sex, duty sex, in order to get to the next day. That's what they do. <laughs> yeah, playing video games, looking up shit on the internet, scrolling on your Facebook, taking a 20-minute bathroom break. So, guys, that's manipulation. That is unfair. You're, you're saying one thing and you're doing the other. And you don't give a shit about that company at all. You don't care about your boss at all. Complaining. You know what I mean? It's just. It's what you're doing. And everybody does it. Everybody can relate to that. That is manipulation, lying, lying by omission, not even giving. 
They say that people, when you hire people that work for eight hours, they only work two and a half to three hours. By the way, the company's manipulating you. We're a team. We're a family. We look out for each other. You can trust that I will not tell if you report. There's whistleblower laws. All right, we're they lying to you. <laughs> so they're manipulating you because they know you need this job. And they tell you things to get you stuck and they corner you and they get you painted in the corner. You should get married and be stable. And then if you get married and be stable, you can move up the company because we're looking for stable people that can be here for long term and train and drink the company Kool-Aid. And we keep each other's secrets. We have an open door policy. This is all manipulation. But why? So the company can survive and get your peon ass in there to do the dirty work and the wet work while I sit around there going to golf tournaments. You see what I mean? So when I say manipulation and I say women use manipulative tactics against men for survival, I'm not saying they're bad, all right? Because you guys do the same goddamn thing every day. But they say an eight-hour workday, the, the most productivity a, a company can get and expect to get from an employee is two to three hours of work. Now multiply that by a week. Multiply that for a month. <laughs> you paying people to give you not even half the productivity. It's like two hours, two freaking hours. We will talk about it tomorrow. And you pay them eight hours. But the thing is, mathematically, it's a good, it's a good trade-off. Mathematically, it's a good trade-off. Um, because, because again, in the principle of, uh, of the blue chip mindset, one of the things that we follow is the cash flow quadrant. And the best way to make a lot of money is hire people to work for you, right? Um, and if they're good, that's that's better. better. But if I get 20% of all of my employees' effort, it's better than me doing it all by myself. Okay, it's better than me doing it. So if I hire 10, 12 people and it costs me X amount of dollars and I hire them full-time to work eight hours a day, but and I'm only going to get 20% of their effort, each one of their effort, it's way better than I me doing it alone. Like for me, I can't, I can't even produce that type of productivity. Uh, AIs, somebody says they gonna switch to AI. Yeah, so AIs productivity on an eight-hour day is damn near a hundred percent. The only thing they're gonna lose is when you need to maintenance and download and pack the battery up. All right, so their twelve people's twenty percent is better than my hundred percent. And thus, I can get paid off of everybody's 20%. So even their 20% effort is good for the company, right? <laughs> so anyway, hire ninjas that work three times as hard for the same pay. That's the other thing, because that's what happens. You need fresh blood in there. You need young blood. You need people innovative. You don't need people that just ride it out for 15 or 20 years. You need to get them out of there because they become less product. They become less productive, but they also command more of, for salary. So they're there for 15 years. Their bro their innovative innovativeness decreases, declines. Their technological skills decline. Their productivity declines. But then they want more money. They're like, I need to be, get, be getting paid more and more and more and more and move up and move up. No, we need to get rid of your ass. <laughs> we need to get rid of your ass because you're losing. We're losing on you. We're not winning on you. And also... Also, when you hire someone initially, this is blue chip mindset. When you hire someone initially, 
the first month to maybe up to a year is lost income. It's lost. It's lost salary. It's a loss. Like, because I got to train you. I got to have you to be efficient. I got to have you to pay attention. I got to have you to understand and move you around to the proper team. We got to have the right chemistry. Like I lose money hiring people. So if I hire you the first six months, I'm spending getting you to know the way of the land. So people get to a job and like, hey, I've been here three weeks and then you want to raise and you want to move departments and you want to do this. And you're like, ain't I'm showing I'm good. And you've been there three stinking months. You've been there three stinking months. They ain't turned a profit on you. You are a loss. You are absolute loss in the column of the economics of the corporation. You are absolute loss. Like in the first year, I lost money on you. I haven't made a goddamn red cent on your back. <laughs> right. In fact, I won't make a red cent on your back to the end of year two. So think about these things. This is all manipulation as well. Doesn't make you inherently bad. So if a woman manipulates you, I'm not saying she's a bad person. I'm not even saying she's a good person. She's just a person to me. And she's doing stuff to the, for our own benefit and survival. And yes, they will stab you in the back, just like they'll stab their boss in the back. And the boss pays them a monthly chat salary. She'll stab her and him in the back too. Doesn't mean because she hates men and she's doing this because of how relationships work. She'll stab her boss in the back. She'll stab her kids and her mama and her husband in the back. She don't give a shit. She got to survive. <laughs> Not only she will, you will too. So it is what it is. All right. Uh, anyway, now that we got on that. <laughs> All right. Where are we at? Craig says, Craig says, CBDC rolls out July 1st. People said Fed now, CBDC. All right. And will uh, attack social programs. Is it attach or attack? Attack social programs first. Love the show. All facts. F your damn feelings. Good job. Yeah, the social programs are going to be first. All right. On any rollout of any app of any digital currency, the first thing that's going to go on there is social programs. So if you get WIC, rental assistant, then if you get any child support, any of these social programs will be attached to that CBDC or Finance Fed Now app. It's going to be automatic. That's how you're going to get paid. That's number one. So that's going to get 70% of the population on. It's going to attach it. Yeah, rent vouchers, all of that shit going to be paid right through that. All right, the government is going to be click, click, click. It's going right in there. So you'll get on the app immediately because 70% of these people are deaf, dumb, and blind. They don't know what the hell they're doing. Sheeple, sheeple's going on first. The second thing they're going to do is direct deposit for your paycheck. Direct deposit next. All right. Yeah. SSI going on. Any military disability, any disability checks. It's going on there. Then they're going to say direct deposit ninjas. You want your direct deposit two days earlier. And all they're going to do is offer you some money, some chicken, donuts. They're going to offer you a chance to win $10,000. Like y'all niggas. Wait, did I say that? Y'all think I'm lying. Yep. Tax refund checks on that. Um, and you're automatically hooked. You ain't going to be able to avoid it. You ain't going to be able to avoid it. It's going to be automatic. You're going to be like, I'm going on. You ain't going to be able to wait. And people think I'm lying when I tell you chicken and donuts and french fries and hot dogs and hamburgers. Remember, yes, donuts. Remember when the jab came out? Remember when the Jibbity jab came out? 
and people was not getting the jab. What did they start doing? They start offering you coupons in New York for burgers. Remember the mayor was eating a burger and fries, sniggling, telling y'all, if you get the jab, we'll give you coupons to Cluck Clucks. And then they was giving away, fr- uh, f- uh, what is the Frosty frosty Freeze Donuts, whatever they were called, Krispy Kreme. They was giving away Krispy Kreme Donuts for y'all niggas to get the jibbity jab. <laughs> yo, I was like, yo, man, we done. Hey, man, test run. Test run. I was like, we done. So you think you think they ain't gonna give y'all? Yeah, ain't gonna give y'all incentive and get you Popeyes chicken sandwiches. They was giving y'all Popeyes chicken sandwiches to get the jibbity jab, man. Please, they gonna have y'all on. They gonna have y'all on fed now immediately. Immediately. <laughs> All right, you. I ain't getting on. Oh, chicken. All right, y'all went scrambling for chicken. They told y'all Krispy Kreme. Y'all said. I can do some shuffling too. Look out, man. What you going to do? Look out, boys. It's coming through. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. The other thing they did, they had rappers come out. Remember they made songs? Juvenile made a song. Uh, uh, The country singer. The country singer dude made a song. I can't remember his name, but he looked like a Millie Mouth muskrat. They had all them people making songs and shit. All right. They had them out there shuffling. They said, back that jab up. <laughs> right. They'd be like, back that fed. No, fed that ran there. They're going to be up in there. They was dancing, shuffling, giving away chickens, French Democratic fish fry, catfish nuggets. They had y'all out here rapping. Vax that thing. Man, please. Y'all going to be on the app tomorrow. <laughs> Don't let them have no barbecue. It's barbecue in there. Man, it's going to be quickly rapsky. I mean, man, I mean, that's why I'm looking at it like y'all going to be like, I ain't going to do nothing. Dude, they got y'all lined up. Chicken, donuts, French fries, burgers, direct deposit, tax refund. They're going to do it right around when tax refund hit. They're going to be like, tax refund check coming out. You want your check? Yeah. Sign up over here. Damn. <laughs> and you, you gonna sign up? You want your EBT? Yep. Want your child support? Yep. <laughs> it's gonna be, it, it ain't gonna be a second thought. You're not gonna listen. You're not gonna remember anything that I told you. And trust me, if you think I'm lying, I told you all of this was gonna happen in 2019. And by 2020, the next four, uh, the next eight weeks, everything was happening just like I told you it was gonna happen. And everybody thought I was crazy. People, there was people in the comment section like, man, you wild, you crazy, you lying, you don't know what you talking about. I was like, just wait. And every week, that's how I got the nickname Coach Adamas. Because every week I got to get up here and go, I told y'all. <laughs> told y'all. And everybody, them people that told me, you're going to die, you're going to die, you're going to lose your breath. And I was like, no, I'm not. Why? Why you, why you ain't scared? And I was like, well, because X, Y, and Z. No, that ain't true. All right. And then guess what? Became true. All right, it is what it is. Coach Adamas don't lie. Anyway, uh, shout out to Ed in the building. I already gave it up. Uh, Denver beating LA by 15. Hello. I said Denver and Boston, didn't I? I told you Denver and Boston for the championship. 
Denver and Boston. And Boston was down 3-1 when I called it. Denver was barely CGA on it. Shout out to Half Space Will Travel, says, but Coach, she thick. Free agent lifestyle for life. All right, shout out to uh, Logan. Logan Paul, is that you? First time donating you to Realist in the Sphere. Appreciate you, Logan. All right, is that Logan Paul? Is that you, sir? It got to be you. And that's you. <laughs> All right. Denver trash. They went in the championship, bro. They're going to win the championship. I know they kind of boring, though. All right. Oh, I do have some super chats over here. Then we get into the main event. We got our man Hashim Shabazz, Denver beating LA by 15. I hope y'all didn't have no money on this one. I hope you didn't have LA money. But it's still early. 15 points is not a big lead in the NBA. That's like four trips up the court. Now, all of a sudden, you in it. No government name. Just wanted to know. If you thought of uh, or have changed now to Rumble, a Rumble acquired more mainstream content creators, uh, signs such as I Show Speed and Kai, do you think Rumble has a future as a series competitor to other streaming platforms? I think that um, they would have to offer me something, to be honest with you. For me to go over there for free, right, then they don't have to make an offer, <laughs> right? So they'd be like, you over here already. So if I just went over there, I think they might have some things where they stream over there a couple times a day or a couple times a week. All right. But um, they weren't over there. They didn't choose to go over there as a safeguard. And they got paid to go over there. So if I go over there for free, they don't got to pay me. <laughs> That's how I look at it. But uh, do I look at them as a serious contender? Um, I don't think so right now. YouTube is just too big. But I look at Twitter. If Twitter pivoted, and became a long stream, long formatted streaming service that could challenge YouTube faster. That could, that could challenge them. But right now, Rumble is what they call, but what I think they're doing is they're, which could help or hurt them, is they're, um, they're, they're investing a lot of money, hoping that people come over to watch, right? They're hoping people come over to watch. So they're paying these people money. And then they're hoping that these people could watch. And then what they have to do is turn that into advertising dollars um, and build the same type of platform for YouTube. Right now, I don't think they have the advertisers support. So that's what they need. They they don't need content creators. They need big content creators. They don't need people over here like me going over there flooding. What they need is ad dollars. All right. And they need the they need the viewers to go over there to watch. They need the big content creators. They give them these padded contracts and they need to make that up. They also need you to go over there and watch. All right. So anyway, if Twitter goes to, if Elon Musk says, fuck it. And I think he's going to do it. I think he's going to do it. I think what Elon is going to possibly do is say, because he's actually looking at bringing Tucker Carlson to show. And if he does that, then that changes the game overnight. Like overnight. Rumble don't change the game overnight. Twitter changes the game overnight. And uh, yeah, because they're they're set up for it. They're set up to host that type of thing. Rumble is not set up for it. They have some things that they need to work through, right? First of all, like I can't. Um, I there's some things on Rumble that just don't work for me. Like for me, I I plan content out. Like I I put videos out over there. Um, I have to schedule my videos. Like I can't just say I want to upload to Rumble. Have my thumbnail ready. Sometimes if you don't have a thumbnail ready, you can't put a thumbnail on after the fact. They might have changed that, but um, you couldn't do that for a long time. You couldn't really – you could schedule – it like you had to have shit in order before you posted. Where on YouTube, you didn't. You could come in on the back end and do back end work, 
clean up your shit. <laughs> you can, but it's the way you have to do it. Like if you can, but you have to have the thumbnail ready. Sometimes I post my shit and I don't have a thumbnail ready. So then I go in back in before it posts after I schedule it. On Rumble, you can't do that. Right? It's not user-friendly. So on YouTube, like I said, I will edit my videos. I will edit my videos up where I used to have an editor, and then I will throw them all up on YouTube, and then I can go in on the back end, schedule it, on the back end, clean it up, on the black end, post a thumbnail, and then I can schedule the shit out like that, and then I can change. Not on Rumble. You can't do that. (laughs) It's like, wow. So when I post a video, if I want to put a thumbnail after the fact, I can't. And that was me using it a few months ago. And it's just like, oh, and I don't think I can. uh, If I'm not mistaken, I can't upload multiple videos at a time. I might be mistaken about that. But something I didn't like over there, I was like, like, I can't. I had to upload one video at a time. No, (laughs) it's not. That's not efficient. It's not efficient for the user, for the viewer. Yeah, but for the user, no. No, no, no. Anyway. Anyway, yeah, that type of shit will prevent people from coming over there. They got to fix that. And they have the ability to fix it. I don't know, man. Maybe they need some feedback. Yeah, ain't nobody got time for that shit. You guys don't know how content creators work. They work. They don't work when you see the video. We're just talking about shit right now. But, like, people think I'm sitting there and I put make the video public. I don't. Uh, on the Coach Greg Adams channel, on the Ask Coach Greg Adams channel, on the CGA Reacts, all of that is scheduled. And what I do is for two days, I chop up the videos. I post them over there. I make the thumbnails uh, days later. I do all that shit on the back end, and I set the schedule and let it automatically do it. But on Rumble, you can't do any of that. And that will discourage content creators from coming up over there. Anyway, rump, and they don't have a good algorithm right now. So their algorithm is not like that effective. In, in fact, I think if I'm not sure, like if you're watching a video, does it take you to the next video like YouTube does? <laughs> right. They don't take you to the next video where you could just be like, ah, oh, shit, that shit lining up and suggesting other people and playing other people's shit. It has some a lot of work to do. But Twitter, I would imagine, I would imagine they have the infrastructure and the talent and the skill to be able to, from day one, switch it. On day one, they'll switch that shit like that. Boom. And they'll have it lined up. All right. Anyway, where are we at here? Let me see here. Are we ready for the main event? Neo says, hey, coach, uh, what do you think of Sneeko, Tristan, and... um?" Andrew publicly rejecting the RP. Abbott and Preach are saying this is the end of RP. I already talked about that. It ain't the end of RP. I mean, everybody's been saying this every damn year, every week. It's not the end, number one. Number two, I've already talked about Tristan and Andrew. They they don't need the RP. They don't. They have their own. They have their own infrastructure, their own ability to. They have their own mailing list. They don't need the RP space. They don't need MGTOW guys. They don't need that anymore. They're bigger than that, and they've, I've been telling you they're bigger than that. So them denouncing the RP is not a stance, but they had to make the stance to dismiss themselves, distance themselves from Rolo. That's exactly what they were doing. And thus, um, they don't need the space. They got their own. They got millions of people outside of the RP that ain't never coming to the RP. 
and I actually talked about that in in uh, on my um on my um what do you call it on my money mindset on Sundays the fifty dollar Patreon level I talked about that they don't need this space and they haven't needed this space for a long time but um you know using the same thing denouncing the red pill red pill is not about relationships and women in in the manosphere so I don't know man people are using and confusing lingo and Sneeko Sneeko was never in the RP to begin with so. He kind of got in there for about five to six months, got a taste of it, and turned back to his old self for whatever his motives were. So none of these things really concern, really bother me, or it doesn't bother me to say, oh, they're turning their back. They're not. Tristan and Andrew don't need it. They don't need it at this particular time. Number one, they don't even need that type of attention on them. Number two, okay, you notice they haven't been talking about anything specific anymore. All of the stuff they're talking about today it's very general, and that's because they got open cases. They not fooling around, so they got to distance themselves from spaces like this when they got cases. And um, Abby and Preach are um, they're they're on a camp campaign, obviously, but that's that gives them views to not be on the side of the RP. So whatever their feelings are, if their feelings are accurate or they're using it as content strategy, is good strategy for them. They eat good by saying the the RP is gonna die. <laughs> right but it's not it's not anytime it, it's not like the rp manosphere whatever they think is gonna die it ain't dying they've had bigger people than them said it was gonna die and it's still here <laughs> so anyway um all that is is content strategy to get clicks but i'm not here to dismiss what they what their belief is but it's just what are they supposed to say we wanted to keep going i'm sure they wanted to keep going all right uh anyway Let's see here. I'm gonna get on to the I'm gonna get onto the main event without further ado because I gotta keep going here. Indeed. Let's go to Michelle Obama real quick. Uh the President Obama was on the ropes with his wife for 10 years. All right. And he had to work his back in uh into her good great graces. Now I'm gonna have an interesting take on this one because people are gonna think that I'm saying marriage sucks for for men don't get married, but that is not true. What we're going to talk about on this one is some things that I've ironed out on the marriage wheel. And uh, the fact that uh, a couple things here, I don't know if you guys know that there, in, there has been never, there has been never a divorced president. There's been a divorce a as a president. There's never been a president that got divorced during his white house run. Meaning while he was in office, no president has ever been divorced. Ronald Reagan was a divorce a, We've had two presidents that had their wife die while they were in office. So they were widowed and they end up getting married somewhere around their second term. All right. I think Woodrow Wilson was one of them. Ronald Reagan was a divorcee, but long before he became president. In fact, his second wife got him to the White House due to her connections, if you will. Okay. New, 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 new world order. All right. So there's never been a divorce uh, with the current sitting president. Now, check this shit out. During the time. President Obama could have been president and following shortly following that Michelle has acknowledged that she was not happy with Mr. Barack Obama. Okay. I'm not happy. <laughs> okay. Which could have led to a potential divorce, which would have been catastrophic for Barack Obama because I've always given him credit. And the few pieces of credit that I can give him is he's did not get his hands dirty in any commoner, type activity, meaning affairs, affairs with anybody. He's never got in situations where 
you know, uh, you know, his personal his personal life was called into question. Right. He's never got his hand dirty. He's never even had the accusation of affairs um, when he smoked cigarettes. The dude was a chain smoker, allegedly. He never been caught with a cigarette in his mouth. He also probably like to smoke the weed out. He's there's a picture of him when he was a college student. He might have smoked a little bit, a few spliffs and some blunts while he was in the White House partying with young Jeezy and Jay-Z. Who knows? This is all alleged. He ain't been caught doing any of these things. I mean, he's a chain smoker. He's known that. Everybody knows that. He ain't been caught with one cigarette in his mouth while he was president. Okay? And what would have really torpedoed him would have been a divorce or a insinuation that there was some meltdown in his marriage. Okay, so we're not going to get into the any conspiracy theories, but that would have torpedoed him in the court of public opinion. In fact, not a lot of people like President Obama during his second term. And now if they would have found out, in fact, that his own wife did not like him, according to her reports, she says, I did not like him. I did not like him. During the time that he was in his second presidency with nobody liked him, not many people liked him. Even if they voted for him, they did not really like him like that. That would have torpedoed his public public reputation. Okay, so think about this and the weight of this. Now we're going to get into the marriage side of this and say President Obama was the president of the United States. He was the top dog. He was the chief executive officer, if you will. He was the he was the commander in chief. That's what I meant to say. He was the leader of the free world. The the uh, the public face, at least, of the leader of the free world possibly known as the most needed to be protected individual in the world, the president of the United States. All this time, while he was in the office, his wife was undermining him in some form or fashion. Now, some people are going to say, well, just because she said he she didn't like him doesn't mean she didn't love him. That's, that's all romantic bullshit. I'm not going to get into that. That's beside the point. That is actually disgusting that you would bring in well, she loved him doesn't mean she liked him. No, she stuck around. She stuck it out to save face, political face, and she stuck it out to save face of the forever image of the president of the United States. That's exactly what happened. She did not stick that shit out because she loved him. All right, and so let me, let me. we got to get rid of that romantic bullshit. And we also got to understand that she he might have had to beg her, look, let's ride this out. Um, there was actually a lot of things that Donald Trump during Donald Trump, Donald Trump's year, where Donald Trump, it was always like Melania is going to divorce him. Melania is not happy. Melania doesn't want him to win re-election, which could have been true. But you know what's true? So did Michelle Obama. She had the same exact mm. thoughts. Michelle Obama probably did not want Barack to win the second time around. Or she might have wanted a different position or role. I have no idea. Okay. But this is what now we're discovering. When we look at the timeline, when we look at his ascent as a campaign organizer into the Senate race, winning the Senate seat in the uh, Illinois government, shortly turning that quick into the book that I read, which was the book, I mean, as you can tell, he goes from community organizer to senator really quickly, and as he's barely putting, getting the Senate seat warm, he's running for president. And there's a book that came out that I cannot think of the name off the top of my head that I read. The guy was already wheels up putting his ass in the seat in the White House, and that fast, okay? And during that time, 
during the 10-year period, this woman's going to say, and I'm going to play the clip, during the 10-year period that he's the president, he's running for president, when they're kissing, dancing, hugging, during this time, she says, I did not like my husband. Think of this shit. And people have been saying, I think there was a comedian. Was it Chris Rock? Chris Rock said, Audacity of Hope. Thank you for the book. Audacity of Hope. I read the book. All right. During this time, Chris Rock even made a joke about, no, when if you're with a black woman, you're not president, we're president. You're not president, we're president. And this is what we're learning now. Because if you trace the timeline back, he's been out of office um, for six years now. He's been out of office for six years. I'm going to assume this 10-year period is not the tail end of the last six years. This is probably when he was going to be working his good graces in. This is all going to be reported by these two individuals. All right? I'm not making this up. President Obama speaking on this. You have Michelle speaking on this. This is what a marriage looks like. And the only thing that kept it together is possibly the image that he had to remain married as a president. He cannot be the first divorcee. She could be not the first black woman, not the black first black first lady and divorce her husband while in office. This would be, this shit would have been absolutely, could not have happened. Why did she stick around? Because she loved him? No, that's not how marriage works. She was, she was out. She was out of there. Take a look at this. It says right here, Barack Obama speaks about getting back into Michelle Obama's good graces after she admitted she didn't like her husband for a 10-year span. Do you hear me, gentlemen? Do you hear me? 10 years. Do you guys know how long 10 years is? First and foremost, I was not even married for 10 years. Like, I wasn't even married for a whole full 10 years. I was married for less than two years, and it changed my life. That period of that, that was a long time. That was a long-ass ride. In fact, as of this year, I have been finally divorced, like separated and divorced for this 10-year period. This is the 10th year that I started my separation going into my divorce, and I'm at the 10-year mark. So I've been officially unattached for 10 years. It's been a long ride. This woman is saying she did not like him for 10 years. All right. So now we I did a breakdown on this video. And what 10 years are we talking about here? Is this the 10 years prior to the presidency? Is this the 10 years during the presidency? Is this an overlap? Is this the years after the what 10 years? Some of these 10 years were during the presidency had to be. Had to be because Melania and Sasha, I think, or it's it's not Melania. It's Sasha and Malika, whatever her name is, the daughters. They were barely eight or nine or ten when they got into the White House. They probably were under ten. Malia, 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 Melania is Donald Trump's. I always get them mixed up. Malia and Sasha were under ten years. When they got into the White House. All right. <laughs> hey, man, I, you guys are running the conspiracy stuff. Just trust me. I, I know about it. I'm aware about it. But we're not going to touch on that. Because normies are going to watch this for this part of the show. We don't want to turn them off. 
We want them to continue to be a part of this conversation, and we're going to keep this as a standard marriage. All right, so let's get to this right here. I'm going to show you uh, that I've talked about this. I've talked about two things about Michelle and Obama, Michelle and Obama, Michelle and Barack. One of the videos I had was Michelle Obama agrees with CGA. How women implode marriages and why it sounds like CGA's marriage will. So I did this four months ago. I also had a video a few weeks ago of Michelle Obama skewering modern marriage. So I'm going to play a clip for both. And then now knowing what we know now, she's now knowing that Barack Obama had to keep her, keep her in his good graces so it didn't fumble his legacy while the entire time she's working against, working against whatever he had going, his program. It was about her program, if you will. All right, so let's get to this right here. Let's give you a few clips, and then we'll talk about what Mr. Obama said. This is the first clip of um, Michelle Obama skewering modern marriage. All right, so here she goes right here. This is the first clip. You guys can watch the whole video incomplete. I know this is like double CGA, but listen. Because y'all suggesting that in my comment section. I didn't say it, Michelle. Yes, I did, but I didn't say it. Because <laughs> people glamorize marriage and in this day and age marriage is more about the dress and the dresses yes and the proposal and the honeymoon and all the stuff around it and young people aren't ready for the real of marriage so i think once again it's inc incumbent upon us people who have had successful marriages to be really honest about the fact that making a commitment to be with someone means you compromise and yeah. compromise ain't always fun. Yeah. And don't add kids into the mix Ooh. because they really mess up your life. Well, <laughs> oh my Lord, Jesus. Calm down. Calm down. Did you hear that? Now, this is exactly what I say on a daily basis. I give you the real. I give you behind the curtain. Some of y'all ain't never been married. Some of y'all been married less than five years. I'm giving you the real behind the curtain. She gave you the real behind the curtain, and she's insinuating that she's speaking from her perspective. She's like, hey, y'all ain't getting married for the right reason. It ain't about the wedding, the dress, the Facebook pictures, and all of that shit. It ain't about that. And she basically says younger people are not prepared for the realities of marriage. Then she says there's jealousy. There's, there's uh, uh, you got to, what, what is the word? You got to concede on certain issues. There's another word that she used there. And then she says, I'm not even talking about with the kids yet. Not even. And then she says, and then you add kids to that. Then she said, it's going to screw your whole life up. This is what I've been telling y'all. <laughs> and I posted this video. How many views did it get? 2.2. Yep. Not a popular bit. Compromise. She said, compromise this, that, this, that, this jealousy. And then she says, and then you put the kids. And she says, here, let me put up what exactly what she said. Did she say it mess your life up? She says. King's commitment to be with someone means you compromise. And compromise ain't always fun. Yeah. Compromise ain't always fun. And don't add kids into the mix. Because what? Because they really mess up your life. Well, Sorry for kids, man. I don't love my kids. I love my kids. They didn't mess up my life. Love my kids. But take a look. Take a listen. This is the women here speaking. They look at kids as messing up their lives. Kids mess up my body. They be like, you messed up my body. You turned me into a mother. You made me give up my career. So I could focus on my career. 
Now, who bitter and hurt now? Who red pill now? She didn't give you, yeah, she red pill, huh? Well, it's easy. Who giving out red pills now? See, this is what I'm talking about, right? They're giving you the real. She's giving you the real, but uh, none of y'all can take it. And then it turned into this. You think that's it? No, that ain't it either. Let's go ahead and take you to, let me see, what part of the clip is this? Let me see if I can find, I was going to show it on this one because I didn't have it quite set up. All right, so this is her speaking on it again. This is when you're going to see now why Barack is shuffling. President Obama is shuffling. I'm going to tell him, I always would like to call him president. I respect the presidency. No, most of you people do not. All right, so whoever holds the office, it, even if I didn't vote for him, they're the president. All right, here we go. And I, people think I'm being catty by saying this. It's like there were 10 years where I couldn't stand my husband. <laughs> 10 years where I couldn't stand my husband. <laughs> you know? Now look at Beyonce's mother looking away. Now I already got Beyonce's mom. I already got her looking silly with her husband. All right. Uh, that was one of my first videos to go viral. She already knowing. And she laughing. And look how uncomfortable everybody is because they don't want to hear this red pill. They don't want to hear. She's giving out red pills about life. This is not red pill manosphere. Look how she hitting them. And everybody got uncomfortable. Oh, don't say that out loud. You saying the quiet part out loud. Here we go. About a decade. And I people think I'm being catty by saying this. It's like there were 10 years. Well, I couldn't stand my husband. Yeah. You, you know, do say that. You say that. Years. years. And guess when it happened? When those kids were little. <laughs> she thought the kids under the bus. So again, with the kids. Again, with the kids. So what do I tell you? Postpartum depression. The kids are going to change your direction. The bait and switch. What do I tell you? She, she throwing all that up under the bus. She throwing it all up under the bus. And she's going to talk about baby, the professional jealousy. I should have been the president. He wasn't there. I think she's going to talk about he wasn't there. He wasn't available. Here we go. Right? Mrs. Obama opens up about the early days before the White House when she and the former president were trying to balance family and their careers. Ref there it is. So I could focus on my career. There it is. So President Obama is trying to go, hey, baby, I want to run for the White House. This is that movie, Acrimony. This is the movie, Acrimony. President Obama comes out of nowhere. Upsets Hillary Clinton in the presidential campaign. Okay, he was elected or selected. He moves into the White House. As he says to her, baby, I think I could win the White House. And she says, Ninja, you was a community organizer two years ago. You ain't shit. You think you're going to be the president? You ain't going to make it. You need to change these diapers. You need to take these kids to school. You need to help around the house and do chores like I'm doing the chores. Hey, listen, I got a law degree, too. I'm educated, too. And graduated from college with my bachelor's at 20 with a degree in communication sciences with an emphasis in speech and language pathology. You ain't going to be president. I should run for president. I got much experience as you. I could make the I could be president. And all this time they're doing what? They got student loan debt. You know, in the book, in the book, Audacity of Hope, that was one of the main chapters in the book that they still have student loan debt. Right. And even when they were elected, he was elected president. He was like, we still paying off our student loan debt. 
So they wasn't in they wasn't in prime time. That's what, of course, his story. They wasn't in prime time situation. She like, I could be president. I could be all up in the video. What makes you think you could be president? You need to take care of these kids. You need to comb Malia's and Sasha's hair. And if anybody you guys know, man, kids, these black kids and their hairs, these black girls and their hair is a is a beast. And the entire time, she like, nah, this ain't gonna work, huh? This ain't gonna work, fam. You need to, you need to uh help around that. You need to do these chores. This ninja about to be the president. Mm. <laughs> and she cutting them off at the knees. All right, let's continue here. Here we go. And of course, it, do not lie. She's admitting this. Here we go. Reflecting that their responsibilities weren't always split 50-50. And for 10 years, while we're trying to build our careers and, you know, worrying about school and who's doing what, and what, what you know, I was like, oh, this isn't even. What do I tell y'all ninjas, man? So I could focus on my career. What do I tell y'all? They keep score. They be keeping score. I want, why do I know, man? I, you know, people don't hate on me too much. Y'all cannot deny what I'm telling y'all. Y'all can't deny it. I'm telling y'all, I'm telling y'all, I'm telling y'all. This is the one of the toughest things you're going to do is keep and maintain a marriage. Getting marriage is easier than even maintaining it. And then maintaining it, then trying to survive it through a turmoil with inner, what do I call, subversion from within. Subversion from within. Sleeping with the enemy. Your biggest foe to keep your marriage together will be your spouse. I'm not, I didn't say your wife, because wives, this is the same thing. To keep your marriage going is to keep your spouse in check like y'all gotta be on the same page and as you can see she's saying we were not on the same page how long 10 years 10 years and they're they're about to win they're about to ascend to the highest part of the throne and she cannot get it out of her system to get out of the way this is acrimony to the greatest extent you're about to get listen hindsight's 2020 she didn't see it coming she didn't see the possibilities. She didn't see the connections. I get it. But she's still going, ah, I'm going to throw a monkey wrench in this shit. Mm. One fatal decision could have destroyed Mr. Obama, President Obama's hopes to get to the White House. Just one. She could have pulled the plug because the 50, not 50, 50 around the house. He's the senator of Illinois. <laughs> All right. <laughs> He's a senator, Illinois, and this ninja coming home to, I'm not happy. <laughs> you're not helping around the house. You men can extend to heights where, again, I've been married and divorced. I've been to those situations where chores, it wasn't a big issue in my house because I was much, I was, I was clean and my ex was clean. So we weren't really junky people. So we really much take care of our responsibility. She might've been upset that she might've had to do my laundry and i just said i just took it from her i'll do it just so i don't have to hear her voice but i grew up doing my laundry so it wasn't like what do i do i need her it was somewhat a routine for me to do it i was like all right look fuck man just put the socks right there okay all right 20 minutes <laughs> 20 minutes and it is over i better do that i'd rather do that for 20 minutes on a weekend on saturday than to hear her mouth and then she can't say i didn't help i did my own shit all right, come on, man. Shut up. Let's move on to something more important. 
But many women can't handle that. They kind of want you to need them. So they want you to help, but they also want you to fumble it and mess it up. For instance, why don't you load the dr- the the, uh, the uh, dishwasher? Load the dishwasher. Okay. Now you might say, she might say, I always load the dishwasher. All right. Okay. You load it, I'll empty it. Well, I always empty it. You load it. Okay. All right. Then you load it. One thing that they're going to do, but then they're going to do is they going to open the dishwasher. What are they going to do? Anybody ever been married? And you, she gave you this responsibility. She mad that you don't help. Then you help. What is she going to do when you load the dishwasher? Let's see if you guys got it. <laughs> here we go. Y'all guys. Yep. Here we go. You always got to got them. I loaded it wrong. Why you put the silverware here? And why you put the p- plates here? Why you put the, this here? You did it wrong. The cups don't go here. The cups go here. <laughs> so you're like, did you want me to do it? They're going to get washed. They about to get washed. I'm, they're going to get washed no matter what. But now she coming and checking my work and checking up behind me and micromanaging me. I thought we were 50-50. That means 50-50. I do this part. You do that part. Don't come in behind me checking. All right. And sometimes shit goes wrong. All right, this spoon didn't get washed. Is this the end of the day? Should do, do you need to make a big deal? Relax. Tripping over nothing. And so even when you do split up 50-50, it still doesn't rehab it. She still finds it something to complain about. Well, the spoon didn't get washed with the gravy on it. Mm. <laughs> you can't win. You can't win. So... Guys, you go through this trauma, you go through this abuse. If you were giving her this the business like this uh, just for two days, she'd be calling She'd be calling you in a marriage counseling. But she does this for 10 years. Michelle Obama says, I did this for 10 years to this guy. I was on his neck for 10 years. You see what I mean? And he probably had to hear all this shit and about her having a degree and a law degree and all this shit. Right? And then they do this. Right. And all look at them. They happy. They in love. We got confirmation. They were not in love. In fact, they were at each other's neck for a decade. I want you to think about how big of a deal this is. All right. Here we go. But the light we carry author says pushing through the challenging times with her husband has been worth it. Ten years. We've been married 30. Wow. I would take 10 bad years over 30. It's just how you look at it, mm. right? And people give up for the set, five years. I can't take it. How it do you bad. know? What is the, because sometimes you got to sh- know your person. Do you like mm-hmm. him? I mean, you right. could be mad at him, but do you still look at him and go, I, I'm not happy with you, but I respect you? Mm-hmm. All right. Um, big point there. Big point. Oh, Wait, she said, I'm not happy. She did say, I'm not happy. All right. And so I want to make a big point to give them a little bit of kudos. She said, I'm not happy. Hold on for a second. I mean, you right. could be mad at him, but do you still look at him and go, I, I'm not happy with. I'm not happy. <laughs> now, one point I want to give them that people are going to stand on. They're going to say at least they stayed together. They suffered through the hard times and they got through it. They got their kids to college. They got through the presidency. They got through the rough patch and they stuck together to make it to 30. And I'm going to give them a round of applause for that. Uh, But hold on. You guys know that ain't it. They pushed through it. All right. And so a lot of people would have quit 
In fact, most people quit. They don't even make it. And she acknowledged some people do that for five years and they out. Okay. So they stuck through it and they made themselves through it. And they got to the point where I say most people are going to experience their happy marriage. And this is when they got to this point where they got the kids are older. Their kids are responsible. The kids are off on kind of doing their own setting up adulthood. Potentially, they could be grandparents here in the next 10 years. That's going to bring their marriage closer together. And that's how marriages survive going through this tough time. But most people pull the plug when the kids are two and three and the woman can't take it. Or it's off most of the time the woman because postpartum depression and they file for divorces. Right. So when the times get tough, most people give up. And that's the problem with marriage in general in America is that it's just too easy to give up and just file for the divorce. It's too easy. And then oftentimes you've done more damage over a 20 year period. Like she said, I had 10 bad years, but I got 20 good years. Most people get get two to five bad years and they trade that in for 30 more bad years. <laughs> they turn that into 30 more bad years, meaning fighting in the court, going to child support, kids all effed up, kids all living in backpacks for 10, 15 years. The woman ends up broker in the long run. <laughs> no retirement. The guy could end up. Right. And he says, and somebody says, yep, she said the actual I'm not happy. She said it actually. So when we talk about what I talk about here, this is not me talking about me and what I went through. This shit is what everybody goes through. They get to that point right here. Let's go to it right here. 30. Wow. I would take 10 bad years or over 30. It's just how you look at it, mm. right? And people give up for the set five years. I can't take it. How it do you bad. know? What is the, because sometimes you got to know your person. Do you like mm -hmm. him? I mean, you right. could be mad at him, but do you still look at him and go, I, I'm not happy with you? I'm not happy. I'm not, that guys, I'm not happy. That is the number one reason for divorce. That's the number one reason for divorce. I'm not happy. I'm not happy. I'm not happy. I'm not happy. And it will blow up the entire thing, the entire legacy, the entire parentage. I'm not happy. Now, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Now, I'm going to get him on this one because she's going to say I went through the 10 years and I got 20 good years. Okay. Now, I don't know what the math is breaking down at. But one of the reasons why she had to save face and not pull the plug is because in that 10 years, he was either the president or about to be the president. And that kept her there. I'm just generalizing. I'm just starting the conversation. She would have looked like ass pulling the plug on that. And that's just based on my math. All right. It would have looked real bad for her to pull the plug while he's in office or ascending to office. So say, for instance, he's doing this campaigning and she's running around, sitting around like, I'm not happy. <laughs> she couldn't pull the plug. Okay. So she had to suck it up, buttercup. Fix her mind to make it work. And then he basically was like, hey, bam, I'll pay you back later. And so let's get to him. Let's get to him where he's going to say, yep, I had to make it all up because she didn't like me. <laughs> right? She didn't like the situation. She didn't like that. I ascended to this height um, where she couldn't. She literally couldn't do what she wanted to do. She had to put her career on the back burner. So I could focus 
on my career. Let's see if I can do it here. This ninja showing his teeth. Some of these dudes are selected, man. Handpicked ass ninjas. All right, but let's get it to what the video has no sound. This is reprehensible. All right, let me see here. All right, they got me. Hold on for a second. Let me see if I can call this back up um, and get the actual clip. They got me, man. Sometimes Instagram does that to me on my browser. Um, does that to me on my browser. I don't know why it does that, but um, I'm going to have to pull another video up, perhaps on Twitter. Let me see if I can find it on this gossip rag site here. And we're using this as just a case study. And guys, if you've never been married, you don't have shit to say. Like, you you got nothing to say on this to disagree. Like, if you're disagreeing with me and you ain't never been in a marriage, like, just save your breath. Like, save the oxygen and the, <laughs> save the CO2. Like, you got nothing to disagree with. Zero. Here it is. Your wife, Michelle, on the show, and she had mentioned that for about 10 years of the marriage, she really didn't like you. Oh, man. Um, so, asking for a friend, um, how do you get back in good graces? <laughs> Again, for a friend, you got a pen, so I can take notes. Let me let me just say this: uh, it sure helps to be out of the White House, uh, <laughs> uh, and uh, to to have a little more time with her. Right. You know what also helps though about children, and yeah. I don't know about your spouse, Michelle. When when our girls were growing up, that was priority number one, two, three, and four. Of course. Dude, listen, they're they're preaching to the choir. They're telling you exactly what I tell you. Children are going to change your dynamic of your marriage. The girl, the sweet little girl, the 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 woman of your dreams, the girl you couldn't wait to kiss, the girl you could gave you butterflies, the girl that gave you a nervous stomach, the girl you like the smell of her hair, the girl you like to fornicate with, the girl you like to have sex with, when you have kids is going to change the marriage. I keep telling y'all that, and you guys keep not understanding that. They're acknowledging this right now. The kids become, what, what do we tell you? The husband becomes below who? Chris Rock said it. The wife, the kids, the dog, then the husband. It's true. And they're spilling the beans right here. Now, in that, this is going to be tumultuous time in your marriage. It's going to be a tumultuous time because not only did the chores have to get divvied up, now the responsibility of the kids have to get divvied up. Now you're going, now the woman could say, especially if you have one or two daughters with the with the hair of uh, you know young black women, this hair, combing it, getting it ready to go on a daily basis, taking them to school, feeding them, wiping butts, doing all of these things. If you're not there, there's going to be resentment. There's going to be major league resentment. And so if even if he's going, I'm in my Senate seat, I got to go here. I got to campaign. I got to do this for the presidency. She don't care. <laughs> she does not care. She's like, yo, somebody got to take care of these kids. And the reality is that's how it happens that fast. If you're not strong in your marriage, it's going to mess it up. Then you add on this, the postpartum depression, competitiveness, jealousy. If she doesn't like you, rap, 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 rap. All right. So there, he's acknowledging everything that I teach. So did Michelle. Let's continue. Of course. And so I, I, I did not fully appreciate, I think, hmm. as, as engaged of a father as I was. 
the degree of stress and tension for her, knowing that not just me and Michelle were under scrutiny and in this strange environment. We had. All right. So there he's acknowledging that he even though he was engaged, it was not enough, which there is no enough. All right. And then they're saying we were under public scrutiny. So that gives me the indication that this was during the White House. This was not prior. Some people are going to try to say, no, nah, coach, this was prior. No. What scrutiny were you under before you got into the Senate seat in the White House? We were raising our, our daughters of course. in, in, in a, a, a kind of uh, situation that it, it just wasn't normal. Now that they're doing good. Yeah. Um, you know, she uh, is a little more forgiving of all, all my flaws. <laughs> See that, I, that's exactly what I said. What happens? The marriage can thrive if you guys can work it out and the kids move on. Once the kids get like teenage years, if the parents are still controlling the kids at that point, you just have manipulative parents, right? But most of the time, 15, 16, the kids can actually do what they want. And then once the kids get out of the house, here we go. Now, all of a sudden, the stress isn't there anymore. Um, not that we're blaming kids in marriages, but they they cause a different shift in your relationship. Here we go. Uh, she, she says, you know, what she's told me is, you know, looking back, you did okay as a dad. Yeah. And, uh, and, and if I pass that test, then, then uh, she'll forgive me most. Wait a minute. This is my other, my other uh, foibles. Uh, foibles? Uh, but I don't know what that word is. What did he say? I wish I could rewind it. He said that she said, looking back, looking back, you actually didn't do too bad. Looking back, thank you. Looking back, you actually were involved which a lot of people experience you during the moment you can't see you just got red pill rage you're just raging you're just unhappy most of it you're unhappy with yourself that you are a despicable human being you're about to blow this up for your own pure selflessness that's not helping you either you're jealous you're competitive you're you're making this relationship you're making me walk on eggshells and i can do no right then she has the audacity to say well after I put you through pure T hell for 10 years plus, looking back, I'm glad we made it. What the hell? <laughs> what? You put me through hell for years. Made me walk on eggshells, make me feel, um, you know, bad about myself, that I was prioritizing my career. Um, we, we, we pushed each other to the top of the elite ladder. We made ourselves richer than ever before. And the entire time you was nitpicking and needling me, making me feel bad for doing this, telling me I was coming up short, telling me I was I'm on your way to divorcing me now. Let me put my bad. Yeah, my bad. I was tripping. I was really tripping, wasn't I? I was tripping for those 10 years, huh? This is, dude, I'll tell you, man. And um, I think he acknowledged the fault that he had, but that was more him being guilty. I feel guilty that I wasn't able to be there for Sasha and Malia like a father could be. But I'm telling you, man, this this thing that the father has to be emotionally available, have to achieve his, his goals, or rise to the top, get the family to the finish line, and then be there uh, changing diapers, taking kids to school, filling the dishwasher up, this is all mythology. It's all mythology. It can't be done. 
and fathers have to decide. All right. You know what? <laughs> I can't be perfect. Neither can mothers. Mothers, you guys going to have to decide, can't be perfect. But putting these things on the father where the mother has these shortcomings because she's trying to compete with the father, this is what screws things up. I want to have my job, and I want to focus on my career. Man, just take the back seat for now. Take the back seat. Now, I want to take the back seat. 10 years, 11 years, 12 years, just stabbing you in the back. Then when it's all over, said, and done, and there's nothing to complain about because you guys live in a condo somewhere in Palm Springs, nobody cares. You have maids and everybody else. Uh, there's, there's not that many dishes in the dishwasher. You're not cleaning out mac and cheese bowls. You're not making dino chicken nuggets no more. There's no stress. There's no strife. Everything's catered to you now because he got the bag. And you got a bag. You wrote a book. Everybody got a bag because of what we did and mostly what I did. Now, oh, I was tripping, wasn't I? I was tripping. <laughs> right? Because you didn't see. You didn't have the vision. You didn't want to take the back seat. You wanted to needle me. You told me I was no good. You was mad at me, right? Now, all of a sudden, <laughs> Jesus, I'm telling you, man, this is what people do, man. This is, this is what causes the breakup of families in our country. And we are in that all-time epidemic of this. This is an epidemic. And when I acknowledge it as an epidemic, people keep wanting to brush the shit under the rug. Not even President Obama is immune to the bullshit, <laughs> right? Not even he's immune for the bullshit. Now he got to come back and tap dance and shuffle and apologize. All right, uh, that's one clip. Do we have another one? People think I'm being... Oh, this is the one, right? Responding. Caddy by saying this. It's like there were 10 years... Well, I couldn't stand my husband. Yeah. You, you know, do say that. You say <laughs> long years. And guess when it happened? When those kids were little. Right? Oh, man, 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 man. Let me pop this up here real quick, and then we'll get to these super chats. This is the marriage will. Ladies and gentlemen, this marriage will has been organized by me and me alone. These graphics were donated to us by a young brother here. He used to have a YouTube channel. He probably watches and still watches. Um, I gave him the credit. This is the marriage will. It is undefeated. It is not wrong. And I, my, my, what I tell you is all marriages are going to go through this will. No one's immune. Everybody goes, through, even the Obamas went through the marriage will. Okay. Now, some people keep the marriage going. Some people do stick around. And then I do have another graph which for some reason I can't find it is misplaced of which I say, how many percentage of people actually have a happy marriage? And in my book, the free agent lifestyle, where's the book? I'll show you the graph because for some reason I can't find it in the book. I say it's less than 10%. Now people think I'm crazy when I say that, but this is the graph on the book. I'll put it up here on the book. It's right here. Um, you see that marriage and divorces, and I have a graph. It's not in color. And I say probably about 10%. And people are like, what? No, the divorce rate is only 40%, 50%. And I say, just because they're married does not mean that they are happily married. And let me go through the graph. And Michelle Obama just proved it. And that what she's saying is somewhat common. 
and I called it the other 50 in the free agent lifestyle book. I talk about it, the other 50%. So I said, let's just say I go with your number, 50% of marriages end in divorce. Uh, what about the marriages that remain? What are the other 50%? Well, this is just a roundabout figure. 10% stay for the children. 10% fear divorce and the implications on their family. 5% stayed because they time invested. Well, we've been together for 15 years. 4% stay because of religious reasons. We don't believe in divorce. 4% remain together due to family pressures. We don't want to be the first one in our family to get divorced. Um, 4% stay for financial reasons. They can't afford the divorce. Like, what are we going to do? We can't afford two homes. I can't afford to lose this home. 4% remain together due to age. They're too old to divorce. Like we showed you the great divorce guy. He was like, I can't get divorced now. I'm going to be homeless. 4% were giving false hope by marriage counselors and others. Right? Just stick it out. Keep it going. Keep it going. 4% have low self-worth. When you see two fat, obese people that have been married for 25 years. I actually showed you a great video of that. Of that woman that that uh, spent $250,000 on that. That that are army guy, the marine guy, and then they two they two people they lost hope. They got low self worth. Neither one of them go find a person, a mate, if they divorce each other. So they got to put up with each other. They like we ain't gonna get nothing else. One percent were in a happy, well balanced marriage. One. <laughs> this that's the other fifty percent that stayed together and didn't get divorced. And it, guys, we even have the president of the United States. Proving it. Now, what do we do about it? I'm giving you the solutions. But if you want to have a marriage, you better go in. And even Michelle Obama said this. Go in it with real expectations. Do not go in with this fantasy bullshit. Anybody that tries to argue me with, well, you just didn't have love and you just picked the wrong person. That's fantasy bullshit. Because here, Michelle Obama, I'll play her clip again. She talks like I talk. Here it is. Because y'all suggesting that. Marriage is more about the dress and the dresses. Yes. And the proposal and the honeymoon and all the stuff around it. And young people aren't ready for the real of marriage. So I think, once again, it's inc incumbent upon us, people who have had successful marriages, to be really honest about the fact that making a commitment to be with someone means you compromise and compromise ain't always fun. Yeah. And don't add kids into the mix because they really mess up your life. Man. Sounds like if I would have said it, sounds like if we grew up together and we were homies, sounds like if we grew up together and we were homeboys, right? She sounded exactly how I've been telling y'all. Look, do not have that false expectation bullshit. Do not be talking about no love shit over here. It ain't that don't matter. That is not going to be present. No, they don't love each other. Now they love each other just to make you have a heartwarming story. Nope. That that that's not how it works. And the reality is of it. I wish married people in my book, 52 things. I said, I wish married people would be more honest. In fact, I said, I wish married men would be more honest about marriage, but they can't be. They can't be. In fact, married men are the biggest disappointment of the men. It is not the divorced men. It is not the men that have never been married. You know who has done you dirty? Married men. They continue to do you dirty. They continue to not tell you the truth. Even Michelle Obama's trying to say, let me tell you the truth. 
and she's being forthcoming and honest about the truth, and I'm breaking her down like a fraction. However, I have to because she's telling you guys the truth. And a lot of guys, these married men, don't want to give y'all the real because they can't. And they sometimes don't, they refuse to because they're going to, they don't want to seem like they're jaded. But they're trying to, yeah, too busy trying to look good and play the part and keep it. No, no, man, we happy. You know, it's the guys that, it's the married men that aren't giving guys the real. And you know what's funny? Them same married dudes, when they get divorced, they want to talk the most shit out here. <laughs> them same married dudes. Now, all of a sudden, want to give you the real when you when they get divorced. Now, they want to talk about how crazy the, the woman was and the ex-wife, Looney, and Cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs. He ain't getting no sex for 10 years. Then he wants to talk. Why are you talking now? I wrote about this in my third book. Now, why are you talking? Don't say nothing now. Don't tell us the real now. Yeah, they become Tom like it. You want to kick, kick us the real now. They want to start a podcast now. Now they want to tell everybody now. Nah, don't tell everybody. You married men, do not tell everybody now. Kick it to these guys real. Tell them about this. Tell them about these things that Michelle was not afraid of. And there's even much, much more. Anyway, let's get to these super chats. I'm well over two hours. <laughs> yep, they want to be like, my wife cheated on me. Remember, the dude, I, I shared the story of the UFC guy. He was married to his wife two years. Then once they divorced, this ninja coming up, he, he now he want to say his wife been cheating the entire marriage, including the honeymoon. Mm. <laughs> I'm sorry. You ninjas at the two-year mark took an anniversary picture by an escalator. I saw it. And you said in the picture, two years down, forever to go. Now you getting divorced. And you want to say your wife's slobbed on uh, your friend's knob at the wedding on the honeymoon. No, man. We need to. Nah, we ain't going to do that. She was cheating on you the whole time. Nah, 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 nah. You ain't. Nah. You married men need to be called out. No. <laughs> this is absolutely disgusting out here, man. And it's the married men that ain't kicking these dudes the real until they get their ass put out on the street. Now, all of a sudden, they want to be out here. Hit the stream. Like the stream. We're going to do the super chats. Saints Row snuck a gordita. He says snuck in a gordita last night. You need the buzzer. You felt bad. You felt bad about yourself. Loud Pocket says, Coachy, can you clip that? Mike Obama, I'm not happy. I'm not happy. Well, it wasn't loud and clear <laughs> enough. I heard it. But yes, she was not happy. Rob says, why women divorce? Because they're wreckable. <laughs> right? They definitely wreckable. And uh, yes, it is true that they do, they do not recover. They do not fare well with divorce. And if they actually knew how bad divorcees had it out here, many of them would not pull the plug. But uh, they can't see past the child support and the alimony and the house and the vindictiveness many times of trying to ruin the husband. And uh, the, the opportunities for them to get remarried again are low. Their kids are going to be screwed up, codependent, uh, on mental health meds. Uh, what else is going to happen? They're not going to financially recover themselves over the long haul. After five years, they, they get torpedoed. Okay. But they don't see that at the beginning. All they see is child support and alimony and, and, and half the resources and shit, but, and the, but then they blow it, they blow it. And then 
Five years later, they're like, well, I ain't got no more money left. <laughs> All right. We got uh, we got super chats over here. Freaky Fred got a lot to say. He says, uh, CGA, you were right yesterday about male athlete, college athletes now looking and being softer than the ones back in the day. Type uh, Unk said that baddie be in shape. <laughs> All right. And it's a picture of Shannon Sharp and his football teammates from college. And he says, those 18 to 22 year old boys look like full grown men out here. Yeah, man. Back, I don't know, man. Maybe it was the steroids. I have no idea. Uh, but uh, yeah, wow. Yeah. So I don't want to put all of this pause on the screen, but uh, yeah, you're looking at, he's talking about this picture right here. And uh, yeah, brothers was in shape back in the day. And, uh, you know, more, more or less men. But today's athletes don't be looking like that. <laughs> I don't know, man. I don't know what's going on today. Athletes, maybe it's because I'm older and they look younger to me. But these bird chested ninjas be walking around here. I'll be like tippy toeing. These ninjas be sashaying and shantaying, wearing ponytails and shit. <laughs> they be wearing the little hat, hair band and whatnot. I'll be like, what is going on out here? What going on out here? All right. Anyway, what do we got here? Uh, and he says, also check the comment section. He says, women are going crazy saying they don't make them like this anymore. You were right. Men back then were just different. It's the shade room link, by the way. Yeah. Thank you. Um, I got that right there, but yep. They don't make men like men anymore, but, um, they've actually genetically modified men. <laughs> men are like genetically modified versions of men, not only physically, but mentally, mentally and spiritually. They basically just. Uh, you know, I will say more or less, they just like uh chop the ball, castrate, like they made men out here apologizing, tiptoeing, scared, scared, scared. Um, who somebody's arguing with somebody? Oh, you're not talking about me, you arguing with somebody else. <laughs> All right. But yeah, they're scared, they're scared of women, they kind of talk, walk tippy toe, they walk behind women. Like some of the things I know I'm an old man. I'm an old man. Like, I was always an old man anyway. Like, I know you guys hear me. When I was young, people called me an old man. Like, damn, you think like, even the women, it's like, damn, you like an old man. So I was always kind of mature for my age, and I was always the youngest of my age. My mom called me an old man. I'd be checking the doors and shit, uh, locking the doors at night, making sure everything put away. <laughs> you know what I mean? Got the bat by my bed. I was already thinking like an old head back then. Like I'm an old traditional guy. I ain't going to be no pussyfooting ass, tippy toe ass. I can't do it. I cannot do it. I'm just an old school thinking guy. It is what it is. And I'm older than even the Generation X mindset. I, that's how I grew up. But, um, you know, I went to bed early. I went to bed early. Like I didn't, I didn't be staying up until no 11 to 30 at night. I'll be in the bed. My homeboy's like, you coming out tonight? Man, I'm going to sleep. <laughs> All right, my batteries start at 5 in the morning. 5, 6 in the morning, I'm up riding my bike outside, trying to go shoot some baskets. <laughs> I'm like, it's light outside. So um, he says, I was a rooting, tooting, rambling man. But with, with, with the thing is about it is, when I see a man walking behind a woman, that shit is cringy to me. It might not be to you, but that's cringy to me. I cannot for a reason ever come up. Just the optics of it. I'll be looking like Samuel L. Jackson, like, 
Ninja, I know you ain't walking behind that woman. <laughs> I know you ain't walking behind that goddamn. I know you ain't walking behind her. And the wo woman just walking and he just uh, right behind her. I'm like, nah. Hell no. Nah. <laughs> right? <laughs> like that. I will never walk behind no woman. That's just how I do it. All right. If you ain't with it, if you ain't with it, you ain't with it. But I will never be walking behind no booty. Nope. Nope. Dog leash of meat. Nope. <laughs> In the whole, hey, can you hold my purse? Man. <laughs> hey, hold this real quick. I've had women do that with me on a date. And at best, I will take it and put it down. I'll be like, there's a table right there. Boom. At worst, I'll look at her like, I ain't holding that goddamn bag. I ain't holding your purse or your wallet. Put it down right there. <laughs> I ain't holding shit. No, that's a shit test. I'm not doing it. Just the optics of it. Yes, dear. No, no, no. I just operate in a way that just works for me. And I have to protect certain things. I have to protect certain things. I want it in a certain way, in a certain order, so everybody knows their rules. Now, ladies, just like you say, well, if you can't handle me at my best or at my worst, same thing with me. Do not put, do not do shit like that to me. You out of your mind. You're going to learn real fast the first time you ask me to do it. First of all, I'm going to just give you a look. Second of time, I'm going to give you a warning. Third time, it's probably rights for dismissal at that point because now you're stepping on my toes. Or I might yell at you. And no, it's not abuse because I already warned you and I told you once. So the third time you deserve to get yelled at. <laughs> People like you yelled at me. I was like, yes, I yelled at you after I warned you and I told you. So that's not abuse. <laughs> it's abuse if I opened up in the first time you did it and I yelled at you. <laughs> but what you ain't going to do is emasculate me. Like you ain't going to over talk me like like I know uh, there's a lot of dynamics that I got to teach younger guys, but you guys will forever be in what your position like don't front me out in front of your friends and family. You're going to hear from me. All right. And I already done gave you a warning and instructions. But sometimes women get a little bit happy, don't you know, in social settings. Women get happy. You know what I mean? They can't control themselves. They're like a dog. You know what I mean? A young puppy. My my dog, Nova, goes crazy when people are around. And she just, <laughs> on a leash, she just loses it because she just wants to get pet and she wants to sniff them. But when they go outside, like when they're with you, they follow the instructions. But when they get in social settings, sometimes they get a little bit happy. And they might do things like over talk or get loud or do things like front you out or Try to embarrass you as a sniggling joke. I was just joking. You got to tell them, look here. Uh, look, 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 look. Don't ever front me out in front of no people. You can tell jokes, but I ain't going to be the butt of your joke. Don't share public information. Don't share private information about me, but they can't help themselves. They got to also, they got to also share private shit about you. And they got to kind of make a joke. And sometimes you're the butt of the joke. Look, 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 look. <laughs> what you ain't going to do is front me out. You better find another target to tell your joke. 
You better find another target to tell your joke because this is, I'm not the joke. I'm not a joke. I'm not a joke for your family. I'm not a joke for my family. I'm not a joke for your friends. I'm not a joke for my friends. So whatever you want to joke about, you better find some other shit to joke about. <laughs> but it ain't going to be me. And also, I'm not going to do it to you either. I'm not going to do it to you either. But that, <laughs> that is not how it's going to be. You ain't going to tell marital jokes and, and jokes about, nah, we ain't going to do all that. But you got to establish these things. You got to establish these things. And if you do not, then you will find yourself in a mound of trouble trying to, because what you'll do eventually is you'll have to sit down and she'll complain about some shit and you'll complain about shit. And you'll be like, and what about when you do? And what about when you do? And what about when you do? And what? And then the time you did this? And then the time you did that? Now nah, we ain't going to play that. <laughs> we ain't playing that. A lot of people don't know how. A lot of people don't know how to manage relationships because they don't have skills. They don't have skills to manage relationships. They just go and wing it. They go and wing it, and then they try to patch the shit up when the cracks start hitting. Nah, man. <laughs> nah, nah, nah. And I also know, I also know that at the end of it, all the responsibility is going to fall on my shoulders. I'm going to accept those responsibilities, all of them, all of them. I'm going to be responsible for how the kids turn out. I'm going to be responsible if we make it economically. I'm going to be responsible if you are healthy or not. I'm going to be responsible for X, Y, and Z. And trade for that. The trade-off for that is the fact that I'm going to accept these responsibilities, I'm going to demand that these things happen. You got to pull these things off. You got to make sure that this things, these things over here, I'd never have to worry about this. Not that I'm in control. You don't never want to tell them that you're in control. You want to make sure that these things I don't have to worry about because this, all the L's are going to be on me. Therefore, I have to have things in a certain way and run it a certain way. I need it like a, efficient running appliance i need it to be i need i needed to be i needed to be i need to be in order or else i'm not gonna allow shit to go left and you direct and misdirect and use emotions and feelings to lead day by day and then i still and i still catch the l so while i'm catching the l i'm gonna be at the ship. I'm going to be the ship's captain. <laughs> I'm going to be the ship's captain. If you don't like it, at any point, you can abandon ship. And there's a plank at the back of the boat. You can send super chats on the Notorious CGA channel or a PayPal. If at any point, you, you want to have a mutiny, undermine the captain, establish your own rules, you're going to catch these L's. What you're going to do is you are going to walk the goddamn plank. I'm not. I ain't going to take the L's. You are. So go ahead. You ain't going to take this wheel. But you're going to walk that goddamn plank. All right. That's what you're going to do. And when you walk in there and dive into that deep, dark ocean, I'm going to sail my ass away with no regrets. <laughs> All right. Not a single regret. But anyway. 
you was just <laughs> all right anyway i will smooth go away and as the as my ship is sailing away it's gonna get dark out there it's gonna be darker darker than the trillion midnights and then you <laughs> are gonna be doing what scrambling and scrounging trying to do what survive it is what it is and if your ass drown you drown but you guys got to do it this way. You got to be, and listen, what that is called is leadership. But you know what they'll call it? Controlling, <laughs> all right? And they'll ask you to lead the entire damn time. One thing I know as a leader, and I've been a coach, and I've won games and I've lost games. One thing I know is you're going to be to blame. You can't blame the players. And the players effed it up. The players turned over the ball. The players didn't practice. The players weren't focused. The players didn't listen. But you can't blame them. You can't blame the administration. You can't blame the school. You can't blame anybody else. Them L's and them dubs going to be in your column under your name. And as Bill Parcells said, your record is your record. With that being said, if I know I'm going to take the L's and the W's, I'm in control. I'm running this. And you can either be ran or run. You can either run your players or the players can run you. It can't be both. Look at Doc Rivers' ass. He was a player's coach and his ass fired after three years, losing another playoff series. You either run your players or the players run you. You either run your players or the players run you. You either parent your kids or the kids parent you. You either, you either lead your marriage or your marriage leads you. <laughs> okay it ain't no in between out here because only one person is catching that dub one other uh, and one other person catching that l and that's both of you men men take responsibility out here take the leaders take the bull by the horns you're gonna get blamed no matter what you're gonna get blamed no matter what how do you want to have this go you want to get blamed and then go blame everybody else that shit ain't gonna work and you men are out here trying to blame everybody else when it's you that need to go ahead and cuff your balls. It's you that need to go ahead and take the leadership. And then if, if people are pissy and they don't like it, so what? But I'm not going to take no L's on your account. That's what I'm not going to do. I'm not going to take no L's because you don't want to follow the program. No, I'm not going to take no L's because you want to go do your shit. And when it don't work, you want to come back and give me the L's. That ain't going to be what it is. All right, I'm going to win and lose. As they say in coaching, you live by the sword, you die by the sword. And if I have a philosophy, I either win by it or lose by it. Ain't no in-between. I don't change it up in the middle. All right, let's get to these super chats. Demon Deacon, OG, pretty thug out here. I'm red, he says, CGA, the real deal pros out here. He says, when he gone. He says, when he gone, he going to be missed more than the Godfather. Appreciate you, brother. Yep. Somebody says, I'll be the villain. You got to be the villain. You got to be willing to be the villain. You guys want to be the nice person. Oh, I want to be nice, and I don't want this person to like me. I want this person to not hate me. Be the villain. You're going to be the villain anyway, ninjas. Like, <laughs> look at Barack Obama was the villain in his own entire marriage. And what did he do? What did he get for it? He had to wait 20 years for this woman to actually go, all right, you was all right. You're going to be the villain anyway. 
Okay, again, deadbeat dads. You're going to be the deadbeat dad anyway. You can pay $1,000 a month in child support, and this bitch will still be out there calling you a deadbeat. Be a deadbeat. Be a deadbeat. <laughs> All right? Suck it up. Be the deadbeat. Embrace it. Hug it. Cuff it up. You the deadbeat. Don't run away from the title. Embrace that shit. Wear a hat. <laughs> Call it what it is. I'm a deadbeat ass daddy. All right. And what? <laughs> you guys got to figure. You guys got to figure. Y'all going to figure it out, man. But you guys are trying to let other people run your life and you end up getting ran. Shout out to Brent Air says, do work yourself. To, he said, don't. I think you said, do work yourself to death like chaos. I think you meant don't. I hope. He says, one love, G. One love. Thank you, brother. I hope you said, don't work myself to death. I know, man. We be out here. I'll be out here trying to preach to y'all. But again, man, I see some stuff out here that's completely foul. And the culture of this feeling culture is foul. That actually emasculates men and disarms men when people can argue with feelings. It's despicable to me. It's disgraceful. It's disgraceful. I get it. Everybody got feelings, but shit. I got to get shit done. All right, facts don't care about these feelings, and I got to go ahead. We got to eat tomorrow. All right, but when people use feelings against you, they know it's not your wheelhouse, and they know you're not going to spend time on it, and what they're doing is abusing you, and they're putting you in a no-win situation. All right, because you can't win. Why can't you win, okay? Why can't you win if you use feelings as a means to uh, say something? Why can't you? Why can't you win? If somebody says, well, the emotions and the feelings, why can't you win? Why is it a lose-lose? All right, and this culture is a feelings culture. They, they'll even, yep, there it is. Snowy Denny got it. They can change the feelings. They can change it any time. At any time, they can change it. So here they are today. They feeling bad. Okay, I got to manage your bad feelings. Tomorrow, they feel good. Now, I'm still correcting the shit yesterday <laughs> right yesterday you was feeling like this now i'm on here now you just switched over here now you over here okay now I relax you got you feel good right yep okay good let me get the back to what i was doing the next goddamn day they feel bad again <laughs> what it's subjective and what is it based off of it could be anything sometimes remember even your kids feel a certain way your kids are going to feel a certain way. They come home from school. Anybody have kids, you know this. You go see your kid. Hi, Tommy. How's it going? Your kid go off. Be, leave me alone. Leave me alone. Now, was this something that you did? Was it something that you did? No. That could have been the crush that they liked. To ignore them. Somebody pulled their pants down at recess. Somebody talked about their socks. Somebody talked about their shoes. Somebody talked about how fat they are. Uh, she got they got an F on their uh, biology quiz. Somebody said something racist towards them. Somebody said something sexist towards them. The principal, a teacher called them out. They got embarrassed by the bully. Yep, the bully got the bully got that got, got their lunch money. Okay, now here you come, <laughs> here you come. One of the uh, debrief your kids after a long day of school, and then you go in there. How's it going? And then boom, they go crazy. 
All right. And you're going, what's going on here? Now that your kid's not going to tell you the bully beat me up and took my lunch money. Kids not going to say that their friends, their friends pissed them off. Um, They're not going to tell you all that. Now, any kid that got the right to open their mouth to say it's the parents fault, they out of line. They completely out of line because, you know, good and goddamn well <laughs> that most of their problems don't have nothing to do with the parenting. It has mostly to do with some of the bullshit that they dealt with at school. Now, they feel bad today. All right, cheer up, kid. We'll take you out to the batting cages. We'll take you to the amusement park. You take them to the amusement park. Spend $200 on a sorry-ass feelings. All right, then tomorrow, next day, they ready to go. They're crushed at high. They able to snap jokes back at the bully. Um, they saw a fight. Uh, they heard some good music. <laughs> right? Now, all of a sudden, they good. All right? They ran a track meet, and they won the 100-meter dash. Two girls gave them a kiss on the bus. Right? Now, all of a sudden, they feeling good. Right? Now, I'm at work telling my boss, man, man, my kid's going through it, man. All right, man, I think I need to work, leave work early, man. I need to not work on Fridays because my kid down in the dumps. I'm a little tired today because I had to take my kids to Disneyland last night to make them feel good. <laughs> now you all fucked up tomorrow because your kid. And then when you come home, how's it going, Tommy? Are you down in the dumps? No, dad, I had a great day. You like, what the hell? <laughs> wait, what? What are you talking about? Wait, 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 wait. You had a great day. Now you fire from your job. Now you done lost money today from the sale. <laughs> like, wait, man, hold on for a second. Wait, man. Hey, kid, get your shit together, all right? What happened today? What happened different today than yesterday? See, that's what feelings do for you. Now I done took my eyes off the ball. <laughs> now I done took my eyes off the ball, paying attention to this shit that is going up and down, up and down like this, like the Dow Jones. Same thing with your wife, up and down, up and down, up and down. Your baby mama, up and down, up and down. Your mama, up and down, up and down. Man, please. I'm telling y'all, y'all handle y'all shit. I ain't on it. <laughs> I'm not, nah, y'all ain't not about to run my life like that. Hell no. <laughs> All right, here we go. Y'all better handle y'all shit. I'm out of that. I ain't going to be in your feelings bag. All right, so not only that, I got to be in everybody's feelings bag. All right, my wife, my ex-wife, my girlfriend's feelings. I got to be on my kids' feelings. I got to be in my mama's feelings, my daddy's feelings. I got to be on the feelings of these punk-ass kids over here. I got to be feelings of the ghetto kids that couldn't make it out. I got to feel for the, the trans kids. I got to feel for the rainbow kids. I got to feel for all these goddamn feelings. Nobody cares about my feelings, do they? Where y'all at? Do y'all care about my feelings? No. The only, care, only time you care about my feelings is if you see me like this. You see me talking like this. Now, all of a sudden, you care about my feelings. Oh, who hurt this guy? Oh, why he bitter? You see that? Do you see what men go through? Now you want to care about my feelings when? When I'm, when I'm lighting a fire under your ass. <laughs> when I'm lighting everybody ass up like a Christmas tree. But anyway. <laughs> but in the meantime... Now you want me to worry about your shit all the damn time. Hell no. All right, you better figure it out, kid. You better figure it out, lady. You better figure it out, moms. Everybody better figure that shit out. <laughs> all right, shout out to Double R in the building. He says, which RC cars do you have? I love my, uh, it is a Arma 
Limitless, love my, uh, well, there's some things there. I have a Traxxas. I have Traxxas. Traxxas. Very simple. All right. But yeah, that's how we go, man. That's how we do around here, man. We kick it to you real. We don't give it to you. We don't sugarcoat Nathan around here. We got our man Alberto Del Rio. He says, are you going to have a call-in show anytime soon? Probably not. All right. But I'm still revamping what I'm doing here. I'm on a mission, so you never know what I'm going to pull off here any moment here. I got four more of these Super Chats. Uh, we have, um, how them Lakers doing? Somebody says, Sheldon says, facts coach regarding community leadership in a duplex I lived in. Whenever I came home from work on trash day, I started uh, pulling both of my trash cans and my neighbor's trash cans off the street back to the house. After a short while, they followed suit. We didn't discuss it much just thanked each other, and we did it for each other over a three-year period. Plus, I own a duplex, and they never knew. He says, I hire a property manager. They never knew. He says, shout out to the blue chip mindset. Yeah, you guys got to look at uh, doing these little things. The little things in communities matter. You don't need to have, you know, sometimes you got to do a little bit more than other people. And when you do things for people, especially as men, nobody counts it. Have you noticed that? And I'm not here to complain, but when we do things like that, take the trash out, take the trash cans to the curb, pull the trash cans in, you know, water the lawn, get the hose and put it away neatly, cut the grass, rake the leaves. Okay. Then we got to hear about what we ain't doing inside the house. Change the oil, put gas in the car, make sure the damn, the, um, the windshield wipers got fluid in it. Take it to Jiffy Lube oil, change the damn car, put air in the tire and shit, change the flat tire right next to the highway 405 all right with trucks semi trucks passing it up you know what i mean <laughs> we got to hear about we got to hear about this shit and we do it do it do it because that's what leaders do that's what men do and then even when we do that it still cannot be it still cannot be acknowledged okay still cannot be acknowledged and then when we do something around the house we cook breakfast oh you cook breakfast thanks for helping <laughs> like Thanks for helping, really? Okay. Shout out to my man, Big Nick. Pause. He says, I hate to say it, but could it be a reason that it took so long for the first black president to be elected was because of the fear about the first um, BW first lady? Uh, no, but I see what you're saying. <laughs> I see what you're saying. Actually, one of the first black people to run for president was a black female. All right. At least in the modern presidency. All right, so we could have had a first black female president. Her name is Shirley Chisholm, if anybody don't know about that. But there might have been somebody that ran probably pre-Abraham Lincoln or some shit like that. I don't know. Oh, half black, too. Yeah, half black. Yeah, installing the oven. You know what I mean? Like, things like that we do like that. Man, people do not give you credit for. All right, anyway. Uh, Deadly Edly, I wish Mr. I'm going <laughs> to... I wish Mr. Obama divorced Barack before he got into office and ballooned the national debt. Well, <laughs> that's neither here nor there. Oh, no, man. Um, Yeah, I don't want to talk about the politics of Obama because then it would be very simple to figure shit out. And he says, uh, deadly, at least he says, now we know why Obama ate so fast during office. Black does crack with a spiteful wife. With a spiteful wife. Yeah, I mean, most of your stretches 
Many of your stresses as men, and I'm going to say this because a lot of people don't know this. When you're single, you think you're stressed out. When you're married, you're going to know what real stress is, all right? Um, you're going to know what real stress is, especially if you are a leader of men, leader of household. A lot of women want to be head of household, but not the leader. There's two different things. Head of household refers to income and tax bracket, right? Leader of the house, the ultimately where the decisions fall on you. If you if, if you assume that that throne, you're going to be having sleepful night, sleepless nights. Like you can't like women say, I want to work and they want to work in their marriage. I want to have a career. I want to work. But men need to work. Men must work. She can say, I want to quit this job. And the man will redirect his energies typically to keep that going. Let's keep the household going. Some women fall into this category too. Not a lot, but some. Don't listen to that 40% shit. We talking about 10 to 20%. But he can't pick and choose. He can't even leave a job without considering how it will impact his family. He can't leave a job. He often has to stay at a job. There's no choice. I got to stay working this job. So, like, there's no choice. We don't get choices like that. We don't get to choose to be in work and out of work. Um, sometimes we don't get to choose when to go home and when not. All right. Acido Rusko says, as always, shout out to the notorious one and our favorite African-American over here. All right. We had enough. No, look today. at my African-American over here. And look uh, at him. Are you the greatest? You know what I'm talking about? When he's stressing out, trying to keep them lights on and keep the, the water running. And yeah, she could be giving your 50% uh, of the bills. Not too many women do that. But uh, when he's thinking about that, hopefully the water heater doesn't burst. Do we have excess money? Thinking long term. It's a difficult task. And it goes uncredited many, many years. All right, shout out to uh, Eric says, a leader is best. When people barely know he exists. Wait a minute. A leader is best when he barely, uh, when people barely know he exists of a good leader who talks little. When his work is done, his aim is fulfilled. They will say, we did this ourselves. And that was from our, I can't, it says, uh, I'm not sure who that is. Is that Lao Tzu? Sometimes that happens. Yes. A good leader does do things and other people can say look at what we accomplished look at what i was able to do sometimes your wife can say hey i did this all by myself i did this me and the kids did this and what you don't know what you don't know is that they only were able to do that because of what you did They only were able to do that because of what you did. Many people can't see this because they're lemmings. They're normies. They're oxygen thieves. But many times, just think about the United States. Many of us are able to do what we do because of what we provided here in this country, the structure of the country, the backbone of the country. Something, somebody said this. I think it was Dr. Thunder. If blue-collar people stop working for one day, we would be screwed. If people stop picking fruit today, it will be a wrap. So much so 
that the white collar people that think they're so much better than the blue collar people and look at these people as losers would not be able to do their job today if these people stopped doing what they were doing. If people stopped driving buses and subways and shit, right? If people stopped doing what we need to do to get that air conditioning kicking, if the people that work in the fields aren't picking that cotton and bailing that hay and picking the fruit would be a wrap. So the people that walk around here big and bad, I got my degree and I sit at the top of the the pecking order. You wouldn't be able to do what you could do. You wouldn't even be able to do what you need to do without these people. And these are the people that you don't hear from on a daily basis. You know who you hear? These people thumping their chest about them pecking keyboards and shit and responding and firing back to emails. Nah, we did this together. And you mainly did it because I provided you the opportunity to do it. Yeah, I did that. But, of course, <laughs> it is what it is. Yeah, people in warehouses. You know how your Amazon Prime box got to you? At some point, it's going to be because of AI. But how did your Amazon Prime get to you? Some person who you probably looked down on packed your box up nice and neat. All right, but, you know. Go on, go on with your degree shit. You know what I mean? Let me see. I thought we were done. We got Bryn Air says 48 on the uh 48 on the 30th of this month. We different, bro. He says, I mean, don't work yourself to death. Thank you, man. And shout out to you. He says, life instead of wife, ninja. I got money. Hey, I often say I that. I got money. Some people, some people choose a life, and some people choose a wife. Most people can't get both. And I'm going to leave it at that. Shout out to the coach gang. And I'll catch up with all the super chats that I missed. Enjoy the rest of your day. And we out. I looked at it as I have an ATM between my legs and I just, I'm just using it. All I got to do is put my card in and that's it. And put the pin number and boom, money just comes right out.